thought you knew, but you have no idea. It's the Urban Sports Scene. You are listening to the Urban Sports Scene with myself, Wole. I'm your host, Rick, Will T and Ray Jeezy are out. We're part of Sports Journey, so make sure you check us out at sportsjourney.com. You'll find all kinds of sports content, especially for your DMV sports teams. Uh, subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. Also, tweet us at Urban Sports Scene to hit us up on our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Also, join our Urban Sports Scene Facebook group. Search Urban Sports Scene, sports, sports bloggers, sports podcasters, and sports debates. Uh, it's been a long day. We've been, it's been a long couple of days now in the DMV, man, in terms of sports teams. Uh, you got the Washington Wizards on a three-game losing streak right now. They're in a tight one with the Chicago Bulls. But most importantly, I guess um, it is what it is, man. Dwayne Haskins has been, re- has been released by the uh, Washington football team and a lot of people have things to say about that. You know, I have a lot to say about it, you know, being an individual who's covered the team and, you know, who's who on this podcast, we feature a lot of Washington football talk. So um, we got a segment for you, man. We're going to keep it real, have all the smoke for you. Uh, but, you know, we're going to try to keep it what it is. And we got a lot in the NBA. The first week of the NBA started off. but So it's a lot going on. But I'm going to give you the rundown, but, you know, we call it the pregame. Will T's not here, so I'm going to say it like this. Let's get into our tradition, the pregame. Here's what we have on tap. We'll talk about the Washington football team releasing quarterback Dwayne Haskins, um, the team the team losing to the Carolina Panthers 20-13, and their win, their win or go home game, big game against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Sports Journey Washington football team reporter Lake Lewis Jr., uh, will join us for this for that segment at 8:20. Sports Journey's Washington Wizards reporter Karita Parks will join me to talk about the Saturday. Excuse me, to talk about the 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 start of the Washington Wizards season right now. Again, I mentioned the Wizards are 0 and 3. Finally, we'll talk about the first week of the NBA season and more with the with quarterly report podcast armand lee armand is the host of the quarterly report podcast so make sure you check them out and make sure you check out that segment it should be going down around 8 40 uh but first we we, we we are expecting lake lewis uh to be on so he'll be calling in anytime now but we'll talk about the first Dwayne haskins being released i know a lot of individuals have been kind of iffy about not iffy but kind of happy about what you know Dwayne being released because it it needed to happen to be to be honest with you, Dwayne Haskins struggled uh, throughout you know his his tenure here in D.C. He had some he had some good he had he had a good run uh, towards the end of last season um, with Kevin O'Connell as the offensive coordinator. But it, it just it comes to just being mature. Uh, he had an opportunity with Alex Smith going down in two games to be honest with you, just to show something. Um, he showed a little bit at the second half. The second half of the game against the having a moment. The game against the excuse me, the Seattle Seahawks. Um, but then you know having an opportunity to clinch the playoffs against the Carolina Panthers, he didn't do it, man. He didn't, he didn't come to play. He didn't bring his big boy pants. And this is coming. This this is coming after you know all the talk about what happened. 
you know, with the, with um, him being at a strip club or a strip party, excuse me, with, with without a mask. And this is an opportunity. That was an opportunity for him to show out, and he didn't. And it's just a sad situation for uh, for Dwayne Haskins. I wonder if it's Dwayne Haskins. It's an un, it's an unfortunate situation for Dwayne Haskins, Haskins because you know, as a young dude, he wanted to play well. He just didn't. It's just not in him to, at this particular point in time to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. And anybody who, you know, you may be in Dwayne's camp. And I am an individual who, if you've seen me on tw- social media, Twitter, or whatnot, I've been an individual who's been pro Dwayne Haskins in terms of rooting for the young man to, you know, try to see him play at a high level, be that guy. And he just he just wasn't and isn't. You know, at this particular point in time, he's just not a starting quarterback in the NFL. There's so many things this guy does wrong as a quarterback. He's not accurate. Um, and the most important thing as a quarterback, I feel like you got to have confidence. And not talk confidence. you got to have confidence. I don't want to hear – too many times in, in the real world, we got, we got dudes who – who talk that talk but don't really walk that walk. And um, Dwayne Haskins, from what I've seen, and, and, and again, I'm not dogging a young dude. I'm not that individual. But I will talk about what you see in sports and what you see from dudes. And he's a guy that does a lot of talking. And sometimes, but you know, when you're confident, you can have a bad play, but you bounce back because you can see it because you got that swag, you got that dogging. And in games with Dwayne Haskins, you see that when he throws a pick – it's the woe is me mentality. It's not like, okay, I'm about to go get it. It's more like, oh, man, this can't happen again. And you don't want your quarterback to have that mentality because once they have that kind of mentality, it's a, it's a quicksand effect. What that, what that means is that, you know, one one incident, one incident is going to compound, compound into something worse. So it's just a snowballing effect, and you, you're sinking and sinking. You just can't get out of it. And that's what it looked like with Dwayne Haskins. It just looked like he kept sinking and sinking and sinking and he couldn't find a way out of it and he kept panicking so that made him sink even more so it just you hope that a young man you know try i mean a young man finds a situation where he can become i guess an opportunity to become a starting quarterback in the nfl uh but at this particular point in time because that's all we have right we can only go off of what we see right now and at this particular point in time he's not a starting quarterback in the nfl Will that change? Who knows? Again, he can go to an ideal situation. I don't, from what I've seen right now, and it's hard to say he'll get an opportunity to be a starting quarterback anytime soon. Um, if he wants to be a backup, I mean, I think that's, you know, that's an opportunity. There's so many, to be honest with you, there's so many bad quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, he could be a backup quarterback. Um, he can definitely have, it just depends on the situation he goes to and, if he's willing to humble himself, um, you know, again, he, he did a lot of talking in terms of after after being released, he posted comments on social media saying that he, you know, he apologized to the Washington Washington football organization. Um, he understood this. He, he understood what happened. He took total responsibility of what happened within his tenure here. Um, and he believes that, he's gonna, you know, this he's going to learn from this situation to become a better quarterback. And that's a and and you hope that's true. You really do. You hope it's true, and you hope it works out for the young man. Cause I do. I, I I'm sorry. I do. I do hope it works out for him. And we're speaking of a dude. I'm a Michigan fan, and if I can root for an Ohio State kid, you know it is what it is. But but you do hope that he turns it all around. Because I don't want anybody to act like this dude is a, is an evil individual. He hasn't broken any laws. He hasn't um, committed any crimes. You know he hasn't. You know. 
not he's not addicted to drugs or anything like that and i'm not knocking any of that i'm just saying that people make it seem as if like this is this dude is the villain like he's the ultimate villain and he's not he's young he's 20 he's what 23 and i think a lot of times we forget that you know when you were 23 you did a lot of dumb crap you know what i'm saying like him being a strip in a strip party with no mask I mean, he's a 23-year-old, so I didn't really look at it like, oh, it's the end-all, be-all, but how I looked at it in terms of football is this is a situation where you have an opportunity to change the narrative. You have that opportunity to change the narrative, to showcase, to show folks, all right, I am ready to be a mature player. I'm going to ball out. I'm going to show you what I learned, and then, you, and then you digress because, honestly, that may have been one of your worst football games against the Carolina Panthers where, where you needed a win – Gets you, get your team into the playoffs, and uh, that didn't happen for Dwayne. And I don't want to keep hope. I don't want to talk all about Dwayne on this show um, because again, he's not the Washington Football Team quarterback. That is, he is not part of this team. I don't like talking about backups. I don't like talking about dudes who potentially could be an XFL quarterback. Um, so I, that's not my thing. That's not the way I roll. But again, I do hope this individual does get it all together um hopefully he gets on another team next season i mean he cleared waivers um when he was released he cleared waivers so any team can now get him no one picked him up i mean there's other there are teams out there that you know maybe maybe interested in getting a Dwayne. i heard somebody on twitter said san francisco and i'm like yeah that's something kyle shanahan would do because he's uber petty like Shanahan is the petty dude. Like he, I can see him doing that thing. You know what? This this dude left D. This dude left. He got cut out of DC on bad terms. I'm gonna pick him up and I'm gonna make him look good. I can see Kyle doing that. I mean, because because Lord knows Jimmy G didn't look like the best quarterback, and Kyle uh, had, had made Jimmy G look like a star. And then now we see he's kind of digressed. But but. I can see Kyle doing it. Like, I really could. Um, let's go to that Carolina Panthers game. Let's, I want, do want to talk about that game. You saw that we saw in the game where Dwayne was pulled uh, for Heineke, um, Taylor Heineke. And Heineke played well, um, made a bunch of big passes, Had actually had an opportunity to make the game uber uber tight if Cam Sims, I believe, in the fourth quarter catches a easy, easy bomb that would have led to a touchdown. And, you know, to me, he had a good showing. He, I mean, he, to me, he anticipated well. He found the open receivers. Um, he did what he needed to do. Um, it was a winnable game. I wasn't a big fan of the play calling. Uh, I think that a lot of times, yeah, we blame the quarterback play, but the play calling needs to improve. Um, when you have a team, and I believe at the time the Panthers were 27th against the run, um, and you're running pretty well in that first drive, the first drive, the first, yeah, I think the first couple of drives you had in the game, um, you got to continue running the football. I know you I know they get, you know, Turner gets fixated with passing the football, but when you got a team like that, that weak, their weaknesses, you know, stopping the run, you got to make, you have to make them stop. That's the one thing I loved about coach, coach Gibbs. And I know I always talk about coach Gibbs, but the one thing I loved about coach Gibbs is that he harped on your weaknesses. And if you couldn't stop the pass, if you couldn't stop the pass, he would pass the, he would pass the football. If you couldn't, and you could, if you couldn't stop the run, he would run and he would run religiously. It was, it's not the sexy thing to do, but he would run and he would run 24 seven until you st- stop it. He would probably run the same play over and over counter trade, gut up the middle, all of that, just until you stopped it. And if you didn't stop it, he would keep doing it. And 
the one thing I wish Scott Turner would do is that when you play a team, a weak team that can't stop the run, that would love for Scott Turner just to kind of take advantage of that situation and just run the football. Um, because you do have, you know, you you brought in um, Antonio Gibson to play. Like, he could have sat out for real for just that limited amount of carries. Like, he averaged six point, he had averaged 6.1 yards a carry. I believe 10 carries for 61 yards. Yo, run him. Run him. Because you run him, you have a good opportunity, even when Dwayne messing up, to stay in the game and and control the narrative of that football game. And you didn't do that. So I do blame, I have a little blame with Scott Turner. Um, also, I got blame, you know, a lot of people, we gas up receivers, you know, and they make, they make big plays. We say, oh, he's going to be the next number two. But Cam Sims, like I mentioned, the, the, the drop pass, like you had a drop pass and Dwayne ran, rolled out to the pocket, out of the pocket, hit you in a bread basket, you dropped it. That's a big boy wide receiver play. That's a that's a play that number two wide receiver should make. If you're going to be a possession wide receiver because no one's asking you to be a speed demon, you got to make that catch. I'm sorry. You got to make that catch. We, we're here to keep it real, fellas and, and ladies. We're here to keep it real. We got to keep, hold everybody accountable. You got to make that catch. You got to make that catch. When your team needs you, that's a touchdown. You get, you're down 20 to 6. You catch that. It's 20, it's 20 to 13. And you have enough time to get the ball back to have a drive to, to potentially to potentially take um tie the football game up. So yeah, that's on you. You gotta Cam, you gotta get better, man. You gotta have you you can't be fifty fifty. Like you will make a great play, but then on the flip side you make a bad play. You're, you're literally like fifty fifty for real. So you just gotta step up. I mean, I love it. I love the I love the way you stepped up because you play with heart, and I love that. I love that you play with heart. But now it's time to keep those hands. Like, those hands got to be legit. Those hands got to be legit. Like, for you to take it to the next level, your hands got to be legit. Because as a wide receiver, that's all. That's what you're known for, for real, bro. It's running routes and it was those hands. If you dropping everything, no one can rely on you, then that's a problem, bro. That's a serious, serious problem. So hopefully Cam Sims gets it together. Steven Sims, another Sims boy. Steven Sims Jr., so much, man. Like, you've muffed enough punts so, so far this season to a point where I'm like, if I'm Coach Rivera, I don't know if I can trust you. That play changed the whole dynamics of the football game. We talk about the poor play of Dwayne, but that fumble for a touchdown changed the whole dynamics of the football game. And once that happened, it was a wrap. I mean, it was a wrap. So we need, we need Steven Sims Jr. to, to step up. As as a punt returner and also as a pass catcher because you're dropping enough you're dropping enough footballs this season and also and, and and when you do catch the football go upfield there's a lot of dancing out the slot that limits you from make, getting extra yards get the ball go up the field like your this this offense can't afford to not take advantage of what the defense gives you you have to take advantage of it so Steven Sims Jr. you got to step up in that aspect. Um, because this team needs you. Because and, and for the return, for the fumble, the kickoff ret- for the fumble, the punt return fumble for a touchdown, bruh. Like you should have fair caught that anyway. I don't even get why you wanted that. You was in, it was in your mind to think about running that anyway. So it's just a lot. Like this team needed this football game, and they were lackadaisical in certain aspects of this of this in that game against the Carolina Panthers, and also. Let's go to the defense. It's a, they were good. The defense was good. I don't want to say it was bad because Chase Young was a monster. Forced fumbles, sacks. The dude was a monster, man. But 
there's this theme where they're playing mobile quarterbacks. And I want Teddy wasn't as electric as a mobile quarterback, but he didn't make a play or two. But they have to shut that down because they, they haven't really beat, beat they haven't they haven't beat a legit mobile quarterback this season, and they're gonna see one next week. So, well, you know, this week for real, they're gonna see one this week. So it's got to go down. Like they got to shut they got to shut this crap down. Like they got to shut down this and this and change this narrative of them not being able to stop a mobile quarterback. Because they have to do it. Because it's a winner go home type of game. So, but I liked what Taylor Heineke did. I think that, I mean, if he can, if Alex can't go down, I mean, can't play next, I feel like, you know, he's capable of helping this team win a football game. But you got to make it easy. Um, t- scary Terry didn't play in a game against the Panthers. He's needed. I think we all have seen that. We all seen that. I mean, the, the wide receivers weren't making enough plays, and, and Scary Terry makes plays. And one thing Scary does, he allows for McKissick to get open. He allows for um, uh, uh, Logan Logan Thomas to get open because he get, he garners so much attention. Like he garners so much attention, you can't focus on McKissick when you gotta when you got to worry about Scary Terry being able to go deep or running those precise routes, you you got to worry about him. You got to pay attention to him. He's the one you pay attention to. But when he's out, you then change your attention to, okay, now we can, you know, we can play the 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 flat the flat routes with with McKissick or or Gibson or we can pay attention more to Logan Thomas. When you have Scary Terry, he is the one you think about. So it allows the other players to eat. So if he's so he, if he's on the field, he's a must, man. He, he's a must on the field. So they need Scary Terry against against the Eagles. The Eagles game is is is, is what's happening now um, on Sunday. Move to Sunday night prime time. You know, Hertz is in Hertz. Hertz is going to be in the building. I mean, we're going to Philly, so so we'll see the we'll see Hertz in the building in Philadelphia. But it's a game they they need, man. And the keys to that, to, like the key to a victory is one. Alex Smith's got got to be there. Like this, Alex got to be there. He's got to be there. You know, I I know Taylor Taylor Taylor, Taylor Heineke has show, showed us some something. He showed us something, and I have some faith that he can pull it out if he is the starter. But I feel a hundred and ten percent better if Alex Smith is the starting quarterback in that game. And if he's the starting quarterback in that game, I believe that Alex Smith will get this team a victory. There's a reason why Alex just wins. You, it may not be sexy, but the dude just wins. And that defense has to ball out. Like, this has to be the most dominant effort they've ever put. I mean, they've put throughout this season. And this is not the toughest team, but they have, this has to be the most dominant effort they put during the season. It has to be better than the Pittsburgh Steelers game, to be honest with you. Uh, because there's just so much pressure in, in this game. And have to make it easy for the offense. They got to create turnovers. Um, that front that front four has to put constant pressure. The linebacker play has to be better. Um, it's good to have Holcomb back because Holcomb was needed. Um, you saw you saw Hudson play as I mean start in the game from Michigan. I mean he he was okay in the game. Nothing special. But he was he was okay. I need the safeties to play better. Reeves didn't didn't have his best game, but Cam Curl continues to play well. So the, these individuals will need to continue to play decent and good football for this team to. For this team to, you know, to 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 win the game and get to the postseason, because they win there in the NFC East. I mean, they win the NFC East and they're the NFC NFC East champions. And it's an opportunity for opportunity for this team to do that. So, 
if this team is able to do it, and they can win, you know, they can beat the the Philadelphia Eagles, they're in. And all is all is right with the world. But they need Scary Terry. They need the defense to have the elite an elite game. And we'll see from there. Cause my bold prediction, Washington wins, because there's there's always always like twenty three or twenty to whatever. But my prediction is Washington wins the game twenty three to fourteen. And 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 then and then the DMV area will be lit and happy and all is all always right with the world. But the Washington Wizards have started off the season 0-3. Is it time to kind of panic? Sports Journey's Washington Wizards reporter Karita Parks will answer this question after the break. You're listening to the Urban Sports Saint for ages. You dig deuces. You are listening to the urban sports scene with myself, Wole. Will Team Ray Jeezy are out. We're part of Sports Journey. Check us out at sportsjourney.com. Right now, I have another Sports Journey individual, <laughs> Sports Journey's Washington Wizards reporter, Karita Parks on the line. What's going on, Karita? Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing well. That's good. So, all right. So, right. All right. So, the Washington Wizards, they're playing the Chicago Bulls right now. But before we get to that game, the Wizards have started 0-3 this season. Why are they 0-3? Defense is the biggest issue that they are having, in my opinion. They, they've had leads in all the games that they've lost. They have had leads. And they have let the game slip away in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. They are not closing out games. It's just unacceptable as far as I'm concerned. Like, you should be able to close out games, but you're letting these other teams come back because as soon as you score a bucket, they score a bucket. Mm. You're not playing any defense. So, is it the same old problem last season? Because last season, they weren't playing defense either. Is it just because they... they, It's the last two seasons. Okay. (laughs) I'm trying to figure it out because I believe they hired a new dude to help out with the defense. If it's the, it's the same thing, it's like, what's going on? <laughs> I have seen no improvement. We saw flashes of defense. I've mm-hmm. seen some flashes of defense. In the first game, I was like, okay, okay, they're playing defense. Then it all went away, like mm-hmm. I said, in that fourth quarter. But, you know, I also, in addition to the defense, Coach Brooks and his lineup, mm. it's just, it's like he's still experimenting, and we see lineups that work, and then he doesn't use them anymore. Mm. 
So I'm not clear what's going on with the decision making as well in the fourth quarter because there was a point in the Orlando game where you had Brad on the bench, um, Thomas Bryant was on the bench, Howell, who was playing very well, was on the bench, and that was the game that Westbrook wasn't playing. So why are these guys on the bench when you need them the most? And you're talking, and that's the, which, which game was that? I think I watched that game because I think Drew Gooden was uh, <laughs> a lot to say about the the, the these substitution patterns in that game. Um, that was uh, that was the last the last Orlando game. I mean, the lineups were questionable in the first Orlando game, mm-hmm. but when you saw it again in the second game, it's like okay. It's it's wild because uh, like so I want to go back to the defense because you're right because this has been happening way too much uh, throughout the last some odd years. Is it is it the players or is it just Brooks's terminology? But I mean because I'm trying to I'm trying to like put two and two together because Brooks is the common denominator. That's one. He's the common denominator. <laughs> and I don't want. I mean, I'm gonna go ham on him later. But he's a. Common. I was like, I know where this is going. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to go calm. I'm about. I'm about to. I'm about to go. I'm about to get on him like eight, late, like later, but that's not not now though. Like, but he's the common denominator, and then you look at like I'm trying to get the players because they got the similar players. So my thought is, is he valuing? I want to say, is Brooks valuing offensive players rather than off rather than defensive players? That's a good question. I would say yes, but maybe that's because that's what he is better at. Um, however, he knows that defense is a problem. Mm -hmm. And so if you know defense is a problem, you have to make those adjustments. I don't care if you're, if you value Mm -hmm. offensive players more, um, all the offense in the world isn't going to help you if you can't defend. Mm, That's true. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get into Scott Brooks. We're trying to work through this. I'm trying to, man, because I, look, look, I got a lot, you know, I'm not a Washington Wizards fan. I cover the team, though. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? I cover the team. I just, yeah, I just yeah. want to, I just want, I want these Washington fans to, to feel good, man. Like, I just want them to feel good. Like, I want them to feel good. I feel bad They'll feel for good them. if it's a win. <laughs> but you just also don't want to see your team leading for 90% of the game, not even 95% of the game, mm-hmm. and lose in, like, the last five minutes. That is what happened with Philadelphia, the 76ers, and that first Orlando game. The second Orlando game, they didn't lose in the last five minutes, but they lost in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. So, like, down the stretch, it has, for me, it's a combination of the coaching and the players because from a coaching perspective, we talked about the whole lineup situation and the substitution patterns, Mm -hmm. but for, as a player, you got to keep that same energy. You got to have some fight in you and you're not, you don't have enough fight in my opinion. If you're allowing teams to dominate you in the last four or five minutes and you're sending teams to the free throw line and letting them get easy points, Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have turnover issues too. So defense is a big, big problem, but there's still issues with the turnovers. And like I said, sending teams to the free throw line, yeah. giving them easy points. It's, it's, it's a wild thing. Cause again, you played the magic twice. It's cause the reason why I'm saying it's, it's so wild because you had the magic twice and that's a team that pe- many folks had the wizards being better than. And then that magic beat them. Tw- they beat them twice. 
You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like at home. For the sixth time in a row. Exactly. Six times in a row. And you beat them twice at home. You had and you have two games and granted there's no crowds and I you know, that plays a part too, but you, it's still at home. It's in your court, you practice here, you you know the rims and whatnot. So you had them twice already and you lost to them twice and you had one, you know, Markel Fultz, who's from this area, who's from the DMV, from PG County. Um, and he balled out. But you got Bradley Bill and on a uh, on a contract, on a contract situation, knowing that he needs to see something to to want to make sure he if he wants to stay or not, and mm-hmm. starting the season zero and three, I'm sure Bradley Bill like, yo, bruh, is yeah, it, is is it that is, is this a good look? <laughs> oh no, it's not a good look. And keeping him starting zero and three, mm-hmm. and on top of that, yeah, I said this the other day, but Brad he's been averaging at least over thirty points. One game he had almost forty points. It was thirty nine points, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then you had Russ in two of those games who had his triple doubles, but we're still losing. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. You know what? Okay, so this is the thing. <laughs> I don't want I don't want with the fans to like to, to, to like say I'm hating or whatnot. Cause I'm not hating. This is just facts. Okay. Like you can. I'm gonna say this again. You can score thirty, but it's a different thirty. You know what I'm saying? Like the game yeah. against the Sixers. I want to say I, the Sixers. I thought Brad had a, a solid. That was a real. That was a solid thirty. Like that was a winning thirty, right? To me, it was like I think it was a winning thirty. Um, but there is a difference where scoring thirty and not playing the best because you're just a, you're, the, you're just the scorer on the squad. Like you're the scorer, so they're gonna get you. You're gonna get touches because I believe his shooting yeah. percentage hasn't been that good. Like his shooting percentage hasn't been that good. So if you're the scorer, you're gonna put up thirty. Like if you're the one, like think about it, the only individuals are really shooting the ball because like this everybody eats mentality, which is only one person that eats on the squad for real, for real. It's Brad. It's Brad. Yeah. Brad eats, so he's gonna give you thirty. I'm gonna reference James Harden because I watched James Harden not too long ago, and I was like, bruh, when he played fat, sloppy James Harden because he's he's fat this he's fat this season. He <laughs> against the Blazers against Dame and CJ McCullough when everybody had COVID on their squad. Literally willed that team to overtime and almost beat, almost beat the um the Portland Trailblazers. Dude gave mm-hmm. them forty, and that was forty real. That's a real forty. That forty was not stats forty. That was forty to will your team to possibly a victory. Because again, you're playing with dudes that probably won't even see the court when you're when you're real when your real G's are, are out of being quarantined and ready to play in the season. And he will that team against the Portland Trailblazers, who many think are going to make a deep run in the Western Conference. He will that team to almost beat them. I believe, yeah, almost beat that squad. So pretty much by himself. By himself. Yeah, because it was CJ McCollum yeah. who had I got that yeah, first shot. Exactly. Much. And CJ was going, and CJ was killing too. And I'm and my thing is like, all right, that's when you when we talk stats and we talk about putting 30, 40 plus. Yo, that's what I'm talking. That's the that's a winning thirty. But there's the games where Brad and people are gonna look at you. he scored thirty. There's situations in that thirty that you be like, yo, that's that's thirty, but it's not like a thirty where you dominated the game. Like you didn't dominate the game or will your team with that thirty. I can I can agree agree with that. Right, you agree with me? Thank you. Because I ain't want I ain't want I don't want people listening and say you a hater. Well, like, I, don't have <laughs> I mean, I think when you compare it to the James Harden situation, when you put it in that perspective, oh, okay. it's like, yeah, I mean, because there is no one else really on the Wizards squad who is much of a scorer. And even with, you know, Wizards fans might not like to hear this, yeah. but even with Russ's triple doubles, yeah. he's missing a gang of shots. 
Exactly. And that's, and that's another <laughs> thing. Okay. So I'm glad. You, and I like Russ. All right. And I want people to know this. Like, they're going to think. I oh, do man. Too. I, Yeah, exactly. And it's not a Russ against John Wall thing. I feel like if Russ is Russ, he could. And I'm going to say this. If Russ is Russ, he's better than John Wall. Like, I'm going to be. If he's real Russ, he's better than John Wall. But the problem is he hasn't been real Russ. Real Russ. And. In last year he wasn't he wasn't that dude and he, and he was still getting triple doubles and we get fixated on triple doubles but again there is a different type of triple double like triple doubles are hard though don't get twisted it's hard any which way so it's still yeah. a, a vicious stat to have like I'm not saying that but if 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 any of those elements in, in the triple double is where you're not playing well like you're not for instance you may be having a, you may have ten assists but you have like ten turnovers right that's not controlling the game or you may have 20 points but like to your point yo you're shooting like three for 15 but you found a way to get 20 points right um it's still not effect that's not an effective triple double it's a triple double but it's not an effective triple double so he has to step up to i agree like so we get we can't get fixated on like these dudes putting up stats and they're doing this and the other because the in the game when you're looking at in the game and situations they're not playing awesome basketball no i mean no one is right now no one and i'm, I'm not putting I on mean, no they're, one they're behind they're trailing like you said you the bulls trailing. <laughs> that's alarming to me because the bulls are oh and three just like the wizards yeah. but they should be able to beat the bulls i mean they should have been able to beat orlando at least once exactly my that's my point that's my i agree with you you gotta beat orlando just once like Orlando ain't that good. We're talking, all right, so people had this team in the, like, uh, they can be, they can get all the way up to the sixth seed, right? Like, that's, I've heard that, like, the yeah, sixth or five I mean, seed. We're and, talking about the Wizards, right? Yeah, the Wizards, right? Yeah. You just lost twice to Orlando, so that makes Orlando better than you. So, you're automatically lower than what you thought. Like, you're super low, because their team's better than Orlando. So, now you're like, and we're looking at it from this point in the season, this part of the season, like, you're low. Like, you're very low. On a totem pole of the of the East, so that's my thing. We gotta like when we talk about it, we gotta really break it down to a point where we can see, or we can say that this team is really where they're supposed to be at. Because I just think that, if, and Scott Burst got to get be ready because like, hey, folks panicking, <laughs> like folks panicking. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> they definitely are the fans, especially like they, yeah. they, yeah, they are going off already. So but to, yeah. I think it's because there was so much anticipation once you had Russ in the like once you got Russ, there was like so much anticipation of what he could bring to the table, right? Mm-hmm. With him and Brad together. Mm-hmm. And now you're off to an 0 and 3 start. So that's a huge disappointment. It's like, wait a minute. Yeah. I hey. I, Head of my homie. Everybody we, thought we were going to be better. Look, look, hey, hey, I don't want to say nothing. I'm just going to say this for for Wizard fans, and this is throwing shade. I'm I'm gonna be real. This is throwing shade. John Wall had Scott Brooks as a coach, and he had Bradley Bill. Um, and he still got to, and he got to the postseason. That's all I'm gonna say. John Wall had Scott Brooks as a coach, and he got y'all to the postseason, and he beat the Boston Celtics too. I mean, not almost not, but he got Boston Celtics to the seventh. Seventh game in in a, in a highly contested uh, Eastern Conference semifinals. I saw. I want y'all to know. I want y'all to feel that though. I want y'all to feel that. You know, John about to fall out this season. Right? Huh? Oh man, look. <laughs> he 
He about to make Washington regret that decision. Look, 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 now, look, now we about to really go in because we really, we really throwing, we really throwing shade to Washington fans right now. Um, I'm not throwing shade. Oh, I am. Believe me, you you being realistic, I'm throwing shade. Um, (laughs) So yes, you you are correct, and also I will I will say this. Everybody said like, oh man, John Wall Jay's broke. Yo, I mean, I like Russ, but how that Jay looking though? <laughs> I like Russ, but how that Jay looking compared to John Wall? Like that was the knock on John. That's what's so funny, right? Everybody loves Russ, right? Everybody loves Russ. I love Russ too. I love Russ. I never, I don't even knock Russ's Jay or nothing, but everybody loves Russ. But the same folks that, that like, that criticized John Wall about his Jay, they ain't saying nothing about Russ jump shot, jumper jumper right now, because his jumper is worse than John Wall's Jay in DC. Period. Right now, right now, Russ's Jay is worse than John Wall. Uh-huh. And I'm talking about John Wall when he was healthy. It's worse than John Wall right now. Because every argument I had with somebody was like, "Well, John Wall can't shoot." All right, what? Okay, okay, he can't shoot. Right, okay. Have but he been... he was going, but he was going to get them points if he had to drive to the basket. I, I mean, agree. You know, he was going to get the points any which way he had to. Yeah, I agree. I'm just saying for all the folks out there who whose knock on wall is that he couldn't shoot, I'm just saying, what are you saying about Russ? Like, what are you saying now about Russ? Are you saying, oh, he gets rebounds? Is that your argument? Okay. <laughs> he gets rebounds. He does get rebounds. He does get rebounds. John Wall didn't didn't get triple doubles. John Wall gave you double doubles. So he missed I'm sorry. John Wall just gave you twenty <laughs> and ten. I'm sorry. It may it may be four rebounds. So I guess yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're right. That's how I look at it. It's it's hilarious to me, man. Like, but again, I like I like Russ. I like I'm gonna say this, I like Russ. It's not a knock on Russ. I'm just not I'm just speaking to the fans out there who were so who have their way of hating on John Wall. That's who I'm looking at. I'm looking at y'all. Like I'm that's what I'm talking to. I'm talking to y'all. I'm not talking <laughs> to John. I'm not talking to Russ. I'm talking to y'all. Because y'all the same people, the same y'all the same ones that said, well, John Wall can't shoot. He can't do that. All right, yeah. How how how, how that Russ three point percentage looking? <laughs> then you come back and holler at me about John Wall. Because and if John Wall and don't and God forbid if John Wall is t- uh, Kareem started off when you said John gonna eat so I'm I'm putting that on you if John Wall <laughs> if John Wall come into this season shooting thirty five thirty six percent from three oh y'all gonna get it don't mess with me y'all gonna get it you know I can <laughs> understand the concern about whether or not he would be healthy oh my gosh oh i just saw, you saw the dunk fall oh the dunk so awkwardly oh i thought you saw the dunk the dunk was mean i i didn't care about the landing the dunk looked good though Go ahead. I, the way the way i saw his leg i was like i, it, I guess that's just the way he fell but uh, his leg i was like oh my you know i thought something just happened but uh, yeah the dunk the dunk was mean yeah. but ooh, look. <laughs> so anyway I could understand them being uncomfortable mm-hmm. with not knowing what state John would be in yeah. after his surgeries. I completely get that. But I will say this. Mm-hmm. I thought they would at least see what he was looking like this season. Yeah. I, I thought so, too. Before making that kind of decision. Oh, they knew what they was doing. I mean, I'm going to say this. One, if you watch, and I'm sure you saw it on social media, and it's it. it you just want to look at certain things. Not 
if you we're talking about athleticism, you still, if you watch social, if you saw his clips on social media, you knew he was athletic. You knew he got it. You knew yeah. he had it back. Like that's not that was because because that, yeah. you you want to see like your like if your argument is is his jumper, you know, is he, did he improve his jump shot? Then yeah, it's hard to go off of clips, right? You know what I'm saying? We've seen that with Washington football quarterbacks, right? Clips can show you everything and mean little. Um, but if we're talking about athleticism, just off of his pickup games, then you can say, yeah, he got it back. Like that wasn't hard to see. But the them letting him go had nothing to do with basketball. Nothing to do with basketball. I don't care anybody tells me. It's nothing to do with basketball. Because you gave him a first round pick too. And and Russ, and if we were look if we're being completely honest with the situation, you just wanted this contract gone, period. And Houston was happy to take it because they knew they knew what he can do. Of course. <laughs> they knew what he can do. And and it is what it is. Like, you know, if Kevin Durant comes out because he was playing his pickup, his pickup, his pickup uh, events and whatnot, mm-hmm. and KD was out telling the same folks, John look good. Then and KD don't lie about a player looking good. Then you already know that John was ready. <laughs> like he was ready. So Right. But like you said, even in the clips that we saw, I mean clips are clips, so you can't completely go off a clip. Mm-hmm. But John, you know, he was in shape. He looked like you said, he looked like he was back. Yeah. The last event that he had here, I said to one of my colleagues. If they, because this is before the trade was announced, mm-hmm. I was like, if they trade him, I don't think it's going to be a good look because he looked like he was ready, mm-hmm. if that made sense, just athletically. Yeah, he looked, I mean, he looked ready. I, I, he looked ready. And I'm like, um, again, it's not basketball. It's not, it was nothing to do with basketball. It's more, it, whatever. I don't want to put on anybody. I have my suspicions, put it that way. Ava Karita, I appreciate you for being on. Uh, before, before I let you go, there's two things I want you to do. I want you to talk about what you got coming, coming down the pike. I see that you have a cool podcast. I want you to talk about that cool podcast you got going with the, your lovely lovely lady friends. Uh, y'all look like y'all doing it. Also, I want you to talk about double sports, too. So, Yes. Mm-hmm. So double take sports. Let me correct myself. Double take sports. Correct. Double take sports. I know I'm, here, I'm, here, look, I'm here to correct everything about myself. yes so definitely check out double take sports there you will find stories related to nba nfl uh most sports and a lot of the stories are some stories are news stories some are more in-depth stories and then also any media or interviews that i have you can also find on double take sports you can also subscribe to the double take sports weekly News update where if you cannot go to the website and read the stories, you will get an email directly to you every week with all the stories that have been posted. So make it easy on yourself. Also, mm-hmm. be sure to follow Double Tate Sports at DBL Tate Sports on all social media platforms. And then to your point, I have a new podcast mm-hmm. out with three of my colleagues who also cover the Wizards. It's called the Triple Dub podcast spelled it looks like triple w but play on basketball triple dub i love it so that podcast it's been great we cover the wizards also what's going on in hoops so all over the nba and wnba 
And then we also feature a woman in sports every week because we are women in sports. And so we have to pay homage to other women who are doing their things in, in the industry. So be sure to follow us at Triple W Pod on all social media platforms. And you can find that on YouTube as well. Awesome. You guys are doing great work. I already checked out a couple. I, I checked out the last episode. I appreciate your work. I had to share I shared it as well, too. So. Uh, keep doing the great work. I appreciate that. All right, keep doing the great work. All right, Karita, you know what? I'm gonna try. I'll probably try to get you next week too. Um, All so, right, so. we'll just let's hope we get a W between let's, now and next. Let, let's hope so, man. <laughs> DC needs something. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, maybe the Washington football team will come through. Uh, we'll see. On Sunday, we'll see. see. We'll I see. know. <laughs> I wish they would have just took care of business against the Panthers. Yeah, should have did that, but they didn't. So we'll, we will. Here see. we are. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, Karina. All right. All right. Thanks. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, thanks, Karita. That is the great Karita Parks. I'm going to call her great because she's amazing. Uh, make sure you follow Karita on Twitter. That's at Karita C. Parks. And follow Double Take Sports on Twitter as well at DBL Take Sports. Also, follow Double Take Sports on Facebook, as, on Facebook too. Um, it's, again, that is at DB. Excuse me. On, um, also on IG as well, too. I'm sorry. On IG, and that's at DBL Takes Sports on IG. Again, that's at DBL Take Sports on IG. All right. We've completed the first week of the NBA season. Host of the Quarterly Report podcast, Armand Lee, will join the show to talk about the first week of the NBA after the break. You're listening to the Urban Sports Saint for Aitas. You dig? Deuces. You are listening to the Urban Sports Scene with myself, Wole. Will T and Ray Jeezy are out. We're part of the Sports Journey, so make sure you check us out at sportsjourney.com. All right, man, I got my homie, man. I haven't had, had him on for a minute. Right now, I have host of the Quarterly Report podcast, Armand Lee, on the line. What's going on, Armand? Hey, hey, what's going on, Wale, man? Thanks for having me back on. Hopefully everybody had a, you know, safe holiday season, whatever you celebrate. You know, make sure everybody stays safe. Yes. And, you know, we can go ahead and get back to it. You know what I'm saying? I know, man. I know. I'm, I'm the same way, man. Everybody being safe. Eventually we'll get, we'll, we'll have some, nor- we'll have some normalcy, right? <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. I know, right? Um, but at least we got basketball. You know, it's cool. Yes, sir. I know it's like we jump, we, the NBA championship happened. And we're back in the basketball season so quickly, but it's it's a blessing. I love basketball. I love football and everything, but something about watching NBA games and seeing players compete, young dudes who just got just coming into the league, it just it just warms my heart, man. 
<laughs> no, nah, I mean, let me let me ask you this real quick. I know. No, go ahead. Flip this rip real quick. I'm with you. You know what I mean? Like, just on a surface level, I'm, I'm super excited the basketball was back. Mm-hmm. I remember when it came back during the bubble, mm-hmm. I was super geeked up about it. And But, like, I don't know, man. I'm getting up there in age of my father, and mm-hmm. I feel like I, it's almost like I'm conflicted. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I'm glad that it's back, but mm-hmm. then you start looking at, yo, man, how are they really going to go about this? There was the scare with the young man oh. at the University of Florida. Mm-hmm. And you just think, like, man, we, we've been playing with fire for so long. Yeah. I, I'd be lying if I'd said that I was completely, you know, excited. I mean, I'm excited about the season, but there is still the worry, like, yo, are we really doing the smart thing? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, you know, I'm just, believe it, I mean, one, all sports is based on money and greed, right? So <laughs> I kind of, I'm kind of like 86 that thought process and just looked at it for what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, for real, I looked at it nah, what I it mean, is. Because I was like, like that with the bubble, bro. Like, I was the same way. I was like, why are we having a season? Like, I was like, yo, why are we even doing this? And then even this time, like like you said here, it's different, right? Right? Because now you're not you're not in a bubble. You're going, right. you're traveling, you're at games. And I'm like, initially I was like, yeah, I don't know if you want want this to happen. You should you should be doing it. But then I'm like, you know what? The NFL's doing it. They're greedy. Basketball basketball isn't as greedy as the NFL, but they're greedy too. So it's like, yo, it's America, man. <laughs> it you is. Know, it's all about the bottom dollar. It, it is. Bro. <laughs> and the thing is, man, like it's easy. Just go ahead. You know, Matrix, man, take the blue pill, Joe. Keep your head, be the opposite, keep your head underwater. <laughs> just ignorance is bliss, but it's real. Yeah. Like, because the more you start thinking about it, at least for me, I'm like, yo, this, like you said, like in the bubble was one thing. Yeah. In the bubble, they, they listen to the scientists. Yes. Now you have, like, this in the NFL, even in the NFL, like, teams are traveling yeah. one day out the week, mm-hmm. two days out the week, basically, mm-hmm. and then they're in their home hub, and you saw how difficult. It was for the NFL mm-hmm. to keep things together. Mm-hmm. The NBA, you had teams flying across the country. You know, the Wizards in D.C., they'll be in Chicago two days from now. Lord knows where they'll be. The, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just like if one thing goes wrong, Joe, it's like it's built on the house of cards. But, you know, I ain't really trying to mess it. I ain't trying to hide No, no, I feel you. No, 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 no. That's a good point. No, you're still raised, raising a good point. And to be and to be honest with you, you're dealing with a lot more young dudes, too. And that plays sure. a part too. Nineteen year old kids. Yo, I'm serious, hey, dog. And even when the vets, you got Lou Will. Bro. You got Lou Will, you bro. <laughs> so I'm just but saying, hey. I get it, dog. Like, don't get it twisted. Like, I'm just, I pray that these dudes have like common for sure, sense, for sure. can, 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 so they won't spread it around. Um, because that was one thing of anything. If I'm gonna trust any league, I'm gonna trust the NBA over everybody. Right, but, right, right. But I'm like you. It's some things just inevitable, inevitable. Excuse me. That like. You can't con- you you gotta practice safe safe uh, practices so you can negate the spread of the uh, the spread of COVID. So it's just like uh, it's hard, man. It just it's hard. I'm gonna lie, it's hard. And hopefully, yeah. you know, mo- every individual on these mo- on multiple teams, every player, you know, just respects the practices, respects the science, and and sure. just, just respects the protocol. And hopefully, they don't have a spread like you know what we've seen in other sports. Yeah, 100. Yeah, so but um, again, with the first week of the the first week of the NBA season is basically basically completed, um, we've seen some impressive teams. Which team has impressed you the most? <sighs> so that's tricky, man. I I, 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 let me give you two teams, uh-huh. right? I, I don't mean to, to cheat the, the no, answer, fine, but let me cool. give you two. Uh, the first team and this team, I don't know if it's impressed, but it's like almost. 
I don't know, it's bewilderment, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand how the Orlando Magic are successful. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, shout out to Steve Clifford, right? He's yeah, a good coach. coach. He has to be a phenomenal head he coach. He's a good coach, man. But, like, this team has been to the playoffs two years in a row. Mm-hmm. And as it stands right now at the time of this, you know, conversation, they're one of the four undefeated teams left in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and you and I, you know, we in the D.C. area, there were a lot of expectations about the Wizards. <laughs> they beat the Wizards like five, six times in a row. No, you know that's what I'm saying. No saying. <laughs> and, and, and when you look at the rosters, I mean, we all know Nikola Vucevic is a very good player, yeah. though. I like He's not a special player. He's a good, he's he's a good really player. good player. Every mm-hmm. team would want him, but he's not special. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Uh, Markel Fultz is a phenomenal story. Yes. Uh, former number one overall pick. Again, if you're from this area, you understand uh, his journey. Um, the ups and the downs, and, and we all root for Markel. Yes, we do. But when you look at Bradley Beal, <laughs> Russell Westbrook, you understand? You've got, you got Thomas Bryant. You have all these, Davis Bertans. You have all of this talent on the Wizards. And, like, Orlando just finds a way. It's uh, They're like the D-minus version of that old grit and grind Grizzlies team, yeah, right, that we uh-huh. don't love the Zach, mm-hmm. uh, Zach Randolph, Tony Allen, you know, that team. But they don't have that talent. But you could just tell, like, they just fight and scrap and claw. And I don't understand for the third year now how they're good. Like, I don't understand how they beat teams. But that's definitely the first one. And number two, I don't necessarily know if it's surprising um, because I've always believed in the Pacers. They uh-huh. have so much I talent. Agree. I know. I agree, but bro. I thought, but I thought when they let go of Nate McMillan, mm-hmm. I was like, man, you know what? That's That's going to backfire. And then when you see Oladipo, another local product, mm-hmm. basically it seemed like he was trying to get up out of here the mm-hmm. whole offseason, the whole offseason, the two months of offseason. Yeah. <laughs> and then it looked like the Pacers were trying to move Miles Turner. And again, it's only been three, four games. But when you look at that firepower, they're like the opposite of Orlando. Yeah. The Pacers have all the talent in the world. It was just a matter of, yo, do we trust this new head coach to figure it out? And again, through four games, they, they, it's almost as if they've unlocked their offense and like yeah. all of the things that look like it should have worked in Indiana on paper. It's like, again, four games, small sample size, but it's coming to fruition. I mean, you see Oladipo, people just a few weeks ago were looking at me crazy for saying that Victor Oladipo was a star. Yeah. And I'm like, dog, he just tore his knee. You got to give him some time to respond. He's killing. He's killing. Sabonis is a beast. You look back at now yes. this Paul George trade a few years ago, and you like, yo, the Pacers cut. They hit a lick on that one, right? Mm-hmm. You have Sabonis <laughs> and Depot yep. for Paul George, mm-hmm. right? And then you have Brogdon. What were the Bucks thinking by letting him go? Mm-hmm. I'd rather have Malcolm Brogdon than Drew Holiday. I'd rather have Malcolm Brogdon in those three first-round picks than Drew Holiday right yeah. now, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you have Warren, who was a superstar of the bubble, and then Miles Turner is playing his behind off. I mean, you just look at that team, and you're like, yo, they look like they finally figured it out. Again, small sample size, super small sample size. But that team, I don't necessarily know if it's a surprise to me, yeah. but I do believe it's a surprise to most of the NBA audience. Which is a shame, though, right? Um, because Indiana wasn't a surprise to me. Uh, only reason why I, why I say that is because you understand what – Sabonis meant to that or meant to that team once he went down. When right. he went he down last year, yeah, yeah, that's why to me Miami has had such an easy way with them, and that's why I feel right. bad for Nate because I feel like if he had Sabonis, he would have never been fired. Um, because right. you saw T.J. Warren, the, you know how he took his game to the next. And T.J. Warren's always been a scorer, so I don't want to act like T.J. Right. Warren isn't a baller. He's always been a scorer. And then Victor Oladipo just came back back from the injury, he so just he needed really, time. Yeah, yeah, just needed time. They're a talented team, like. Truth be told, 
they remind me, and this is and it's funny, they kind of remind me of the Pacers team with Reggie Miller back in the day when they were trying to get over the hump. Like people would talk right. about the Knicks, they would talk about all these other teams, and they wouldn't talk about the Pacers. The Pacers tried right. to fight their way, th- fight their way through, right? Like out of, out of all the the so the contenders in the East, the Bulls, the, sure. the Knicks, and all of them, they were always fighting to get their respect. This Pacer team is no different. Like now, they're fighting to get their respect because you got. Because it's because you got some of these sexy other teams. You got Joel yeah, Embiid in Philadelphia. You got the the Brooklyn Nets. You got the Boston Celtics. Boston. You got the Milwaukee, Milwaukee Bucks with Giannis. Now Jimmy Miami. Butler in Miami. But the Pacers aren't sexy. But they fight the same way though. Like to your point, they fight the same way. They got ballers. Honestly, you know what I'm saying? Honestly, this is one thing. Uh, shout out to my guy um, Jay Michael. He covers the Indiana Pacers for the Indy Star. Mm-hmm. And I, you, if you remember a few years ago, the year where uh, I guess it was LeBron yeah. last year mm-hmm. in Cleveland mm-hmm. when he lost or where they beat Boston in seven games, yeah. and everyone was like, "Yo, Jason Tatum, this is a come out, you know, yeah. this is a coming out party for him." And I was like, "Yo, you know, that same season, people forget the Indiana Pacers. They just had the bad luck of playing LeBron in the first, first round, yeah. And they took them to seven games, seven games, too. yeah. But they lost. <laughs> they lost, if you remember, on the road, whereas Boston lost at home, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it always, it, it's funny you bring up kind of the sexy teams because you know, obviously, they're hurt because they're playing in Indianapolis, yeah. Mm-hmm. But they didn't get any of that same push that that Boston Celtics. Team I agree. Had. I agree. And that Pacers team. They played the. I mean, I actually thought that that Pacers team was going to beat LeBron in the first round. It looked like no, it. It no looked point, like it. It looked like yeah, it. At no point did I think the Celtics were going to beat Cleveland. Yeah. But I absolutely thought that yes. the Pacers had Cleveland's number. So yes. it, it it does bring um ring true what you're saying about kind of how they've flown under the radar. And again, we'll see if they can sustain it. But they have all the firepower. They do. Them. They do. I think they're just as talented as most most of these teams in the East. I just they want just not Absolutely. talked about as much because let's think about yeah. it like before we go to the next topic just think about it for real like you just you mentioned it like Sabonis is an all star Oladipo when healthy is 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 a blossoming well, star yeah he's a blossoming he superstar yeah. yeah like Oladipo right think about it. when healthy we were talking about Oladipo Depot taking the next step so Oladipo T J Warren has just has already shown the league. And if you didn't know, he does drop buckets. But he's already shown the entire league because of the bubble that he a twenty plus point scorer. Period. Like with the touches, if you want it, yeah, the touches he's giving you twenty. So I remember Sabonis. You know what I'm saying? Brogdon. Like you're deep. You know what I'm saying? You got uh you like uh you got a McDermott off the benches to shoot. Like you got a squad, bro. Off the bench. Yeah, you got it. Jeremy. Yeah, Jeremy Lamb. You got a squad. Like. You know, multiple most teams would want that squad and say, you know what, we can rock with it to to contend for a championship. Like a lot of team people would be okay with that. You know what I'm saying? Depending yeah. on your coaches, your coaches. So I feel like, yeah, they're dangerous, man. They're very, very dangerous, I, and they're healthy. And I think a lot of teams in the East don't really want to see it. I don't think they want that smoke. I don't think they want it either. I don't think they want it either. <laughs> you know what I'm but saying? again, caveat is only one weekend. Right? Yeah. Who knows what happens? Exactly. The season's going to be weird. There's going to be guys who miss time because of uh, quarantine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I hope Vic is healthy. I think mm-hmm. we all do, particularly yeah. in this area. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, knees are tricky. So yes. if they stay healthy and they can avoid the COVID, you know, setbacks that are inevitably going to happen, I'm with you. I think they I think they shake up. Every, I think they could give run to every, sing, every single, with the exception of Brooklyn, right? Yeah. If Brooklyn is healthy, I think they're on a different level. Yeah. But uh, I think Indiana give anybody else in the East a run, and that means Milwaukee too. Definitely, definitely. So you mentioned Brooklyn. I do want to talk about them. You know, they got KD, Kyrie. They're the sexy team. 
Um, they're two yeah. and two right now. But what are your thoughts on? I mean, your opinions of Brooklyn early in the season? Again, man, for me, it's never been a question of talent with Brooklyn. Like the Brooklyn Nets, like so. You know, we were talking about Orlando just a, a moment ago, mm-hmm. right? Orlando went to the playoffs the last two years, and you look at that roster, and you're like, huh? Like how? How? You know what I mean? Whereas with Brooklyn. They've been to the playoffs the last two years, and then this season they're getting Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Yeah. You know, so that makes mm-hmm. sense. You like this is a playoff team, and they're getting when healthy, arguably the best player in the league back, and then Kyrie, who's one of the most gifted offensive players that we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So that ta- I mean, the talent pool. You talk about depth. I mean, we all know about the Spencer Dinwid- Dinwiddie injury, injury which yes, is us. you know awful for him, mm-hmm. but they still have Karis LeVert coming off the bench. You still have. Uh, Jared Allen coming off the bench. You have Jeff Green coming off the bench. Like this is a team who is completely loaded, right? So um, we'll see, right? This this season is again. This is going to be a, a, a tricky year for every single team in the league. Let alone when your best player is coming off an Achilles tear. Let alone when your head coach is Steve Nash, who's never coached a game in his life, uh, and not alone being in the media capital of the world. Mm-hmm. But uh, when healthy, I don't. I just can't foresee a team in the East knocking them off. Mm-hmm. But there will be things that you just can't quantify. How will yeah. the chemistry look? How will KD respond to a, a shortened season? Forget about just a regular 82 games. Getting 72 games in a compact schedule. We'll see how his body responds. But on paper and throughout the first few games when they were healthy, I mean, yo, the, they've lived up to the hype thus far. Yeah, I, 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 they they play a smooth brand, man. I'm not gonna lie, like it's a real smooth brand. I watched them. No. It's it's yeah. smooth, man. <laughs> like I was worried about because you know you you look KD and 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 what happened in OKC with Russ and just and you know how Kyrie's mentality mentality is in terms of winning shots. But it seems like he just the transition is just smooth. Um, but I just want to see you know because it's 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 real though, right? Because now they're gonna give everybody's best shot. Like we we see we it is what it is. They got it getting to a point where you see Brooklyn on the schedule, and now you know the bottom feeders are going to be playing. They're going to be trying to play their best games now. Like they're going to get everybody's best life. Real talk, they get everybody's best life. And I we saw that with Charlotte, right? You saw that with Charlotte. Charlotte has looked bad, hasn't looked good this season. They played they played Brooklyn and they played their best brand of basketball that day. I mean, Terry Rozier dunking on KD and all this all this madness. <laughs> so it's like I want to see if they're ready for that. I know KD's ready for it because KD's experienced it, right? Uh, Kyrie right. too. They experienced it when they were you know Kyrie and everybody Cleveland. else, like, but everybody else hasn't experienced that. That's a different monster. You know what I mean? That's a different monster. You gotta get used to that. So I want to see how they you know respond to that in that in that environment in that element and. And then when there's adversity, because when the other dudes aren't playing that well, now you get to see how the two are going to play to pull their team out of that hole. You know what I'm saying? Because it's easier in Golden State where you've already had that mentality. You had Steph, you had Clay, you had Draymond. You had guys who was in it, and they knew how to play a particular brand to get over that. Um, Cleveland, LeBron with Kyrie, he had LeBron. And LeBron's used to it forever. He's just used to it. You know what I'm saying? So – now you got you got you got to be the leaders in this situation. So it's it's interesting to see how how that works. Also, man, I think that Brooklyn uh, represents a very interesting kind of uh, experiment when it comes not just to the NBA but also in all professional sports. Mm. When when Steve Nash first took that job, and you know there are a whole lot of opinions about that hire, 
But I remember vividly Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving talking like, yo, we don't need a head coach. Yeah. And a lot of people, you know, I talked about this on the podcast this week. A lot of people, you know, took shots at that. Like, oh, man, you know, this is going to be hell for them. Like, mm-hmm. how how can you actually think that way? And if you strip it down a bit, right, you I think that that's a an interesting kind of place to kind of sit and, in, in, you know, kind of uh, – dive into mm-hmm. i think that when you have that level of talent no matter the profession either right we're yeah. talking about professional sports yeah but when you have like the elite of the elite you don't really need that much coaching like yeah. how many people at your current job now need a boss who's like always micromanaging exactly. it's like a taskmaster right? always on your shoulders mm-hmm. if you have a certain level of a, like if you've accomplished and you are respected throughout the way kevin durant and Kyrie irving both are mm-hmm. you don't need some you don't need a you know what, uh, Tom Thibodeau. That's one of the reasons why I think Phil Jackson worked so well. Yeah, right? he gave. He knew he had right the the elites, mm-hmm. but it was Jordan, Pippen, Rodman, or I mean, we watched the Last Dance, and yeah, yeah he let Dennis Rodman go to Vegas. <laughs> but Dennis Rodman was busting everybody's ass. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's the thing. You don't need. Like, I think sometimes we just are so accustomed to the way things have always been that we don't ever ask why. We don't mm-hmm. ever try to challenge. Uh, certain structures that are here. So I think that what the Nets at least are trying to do, I'm rooting for them mm-hmm. as a Knicks fan. I'm rooting for the Nets because I want that type of creativity, that innovation mm-hmm. of being like, yo, this is it, this is new, but that doesn't mean it's wrong. Mm-hmm. And when you have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, too many coaches probably will try to overcoach and ruin the good thing, Scott Brooks. Whereas if you just <laughs> fall back, you know what I'm saying? If you just fall back and let the elites do what they do, like true artists, like we laugh at Kyrie, but these guys are artists to some extent, and they don't need they don't need Steve Nash, Keith Atkinson, filling the coach Tom Thibodeau, whomever, to tell Kevin Durant how to play basketball. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Kevin Durant's gonna win you a chip if you let him. So get out the way. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, you don't need but so much coaching. Um, you just need some structure, right? That's all you need to give them structure. You don't need any coaching, like thorough coaching. Just, you gotta know your guys. You got a personality coach when you have that type you of. You have talent. to know your. You yeah. have to know your roster. Yeah, you, gotta, you, you gotta, have to know who your best players are. Mm-hmm. You have to know who your worst players. Are. Exactly, it's personality coaching, right? It's just like just like yeah. everybody can't coach. Real talk, like everybody can't coach LeBron, right? And they can't. It's fact. Right, and that's the thing. <laughs> LeBron is taking bad coaches to the finals yeah. and the championships. Yeah, right. So, you know. I don't know how good of a head coach Tyler is. I hope he's good. I think I think he's good, but I don't know. Right? Oh, yeah. You don't know how good of a head coach. Uh, what was my man who coached Cleveland at one time? Mike Brown. Did they kick? Nah, the Bama from like Israel. Oh Israel. yeah, I, I felt bad for him, man. We I don't did. even know I his feel, name anymore. I feel, I feel bad. Uh, yeah, he had a simple team. name too. I felt bad for him too. I did LeBron Black, did him dirty. Right? David Black. David yeah, Black. LeBron did him dirty because give him a chance. Like I felt like you would have got him to the finals. You could have got cussed to the finals. Right. They gave him one year. Went to the finals. They're like, nah, bro, we good. You out of here. Yeah. You know like, like, I was if like. If you have the talent, it doesn't matter. Mike Brown went to the finals. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, come on. No, I'm with you on that one. I was like David Black. I was like LeBron. You did him dirty. Like you could have got him to the finals. You got everybody to the finals. <laughs> you could have got him to the finals. You could have. You could have. You could have upped his resume. You could have upped his resume. Real talk. You could have upped his resume. Black was designer plays with like a second left in the playoff game for LeBron to throw the pass to J.R. Smith. And LeBron was like, nah, nah. I'm taking this shot. Yeah, bro. I'm taking this shot. I was like, damn. I was like, no, nah. I thought LeBron did him dirty. Because I was like, LeBron, you work with less. Don't do that to this man. Like, no, he, he really ruined his name. He did. Now he can't get an NBA, <laughs> an NBA job. You did that dude so dirty. Like, because I'm like you, like to me, and I know I'm going to off track. When we talk about Ty Lue, like, 
I'll say, I don't know if Ty Lue's that great of a coach because I feel like he got this opportunity. I feel like you could tell a good coach when they have less, like what they can do with less. Not to say that you got to take a right. team to the postseason, but you can see, you know, improvement. What, some improvement. And when he had an opportunity in Cleveland, he still had Kevin Love and some other players. I mean, they were bad, man. They were just bad. And I was like, yeah. well, if you're going to be – I know I know you lost LeBron, and I get it. You know what I'm saying? I know you lost it – it's bad. It hurts, right? It hurts. It hurts. It really hurts a lot. But – Dude, like, at least be don't be like the worst team in the league, bad. <laughs> like, it's weird. I've always felt like it's easy to identify a bad head coach. It's yeah. really hard to find out who's good. Yeah, it is. It's hard. Like, it's really hard. Like, like to what you were saying. Yeah. When we were talking about Steve Clifford yeah. earlier. Yeah. He doesn't have a LeBron. He, he doesn't. doesn't. And he's competing. And the fact that they're still so well coached. They don't turn the ball over a lot. They They know what they are. And they stick to it. They're just going to muddy the game up because that's yeah. Sean Porter. I know you love Sean Porter. Yeah. It's Sean Porter, right? Sean Porter <laughs> doesn't have elite boxing skills, but he's disciplined. He yeah. knows how he has to win. Exactly. And every single time you watch a Sean Porter fight, you know what you're going to get because that's the only way he can win. He doesn't have elite power. He doesn't have an elite speed. He's not tall. He doesn't have a great reach. But he understands he's very, very disciplined. That's what the, the magic are. Yeah. But, like, when you have a great head coach, or when you have great talent, it's hard. Like I don't, I don't know how great of a head coach Steve Nash is. I don't know, but like this, I don't know how good of a head coach Steve Curry is. Bro, I was about to say I the same thing. Mark, I was about to say the same but thing. I do know Mark Jackson. Look, I was about to say the same thing. Yeah, right? because he was there and they were losing to the Clippers. Yeah, so the year he leaves, they win a championship. Yeah, right? look, yeah, I'm with you, man. Like I don't know how good Steve Curry. I'm serious because like Luke Walton was winning with that squad. Luke, Luke Walton, Walton was looking like the best coach he's ever. <laughs> Yes, and he's trash. Yeah. So it's hard to identify it is. The good coaches. Yeah, because right? now it's easy though to identify the, the coach great coach. It is doing. like, like, like you know, Pop is a great coach. Like I, I, right. I know Pop is a great coach. When you look at Steve Kerr, it's like my mind is like, damn, I thought he was a good coach, and is now he? I'm like, yeah. is he? Because I'm like, your team, Frank Vogel, same thing. Yeah, Vogel, but see, I think, I think Frank Vogel's a good, good coach, though. I think he's good. I think he's good, because, but I don't know if he's great. I won't say great. I think he's good because in Indiana, I just thought the process with Indy. I look at him in Indiana and be like, dog, you made that team work. Like you were a good coach. That's how I, I judge I think, Frank Vogel off Indiana. I don't judge him in LA because he has LeBron. I now. was gonna say because he went to Orlando. And it was just a disaster. Yeah, because they ain't had no. Yeah, moment. yeah, that was bad. That was t- that was tough too. They were that Orlando's a bad organization. But yeah, that was a tough one. Like I felt, I thought he would be okay in Orlando at first. I thought he would be okay, but he was bad in Orlando. Too. He was bad. He yeah. wasn't good in Orlando. Um, but he wasn't. He he. I think his, he had a couple years when they competed, but they weren't like a playoff team. Right. Um. But like I I I don't hold Frank Vogel. I knew Frank Vogel would be better in L.A. than say a Tyron Lue in L.A. I knew that much. That I did know because I was yeah, like, yeah. at least Vogel has shown me like he's he groomed the process. Man, he got Roy Hibbert into the freaking All Star game, bro. Like, and I'm a <laughs> Georgetown fan, bro. And Lance, and and yeah, yeah, yeah come on, man. Starting five with Lance yeah, exactly. Roy, taking the conference conference finals, finals bro. I, that's good. And Paul George was chilling, but still, that's that roster isn't a roster that you can say they should be competing with the. Miami Heat. The Miami Heat. That's not, the, it's not you know what I mean? Like, they were making Miami work. So when I saw that, I was like, yeah, you can coach. Tyron Lue, I, I, I'm still, I'm like you. I'm, I'm, I'm questioning that dude. So I'm going to have one, one more question before uh, before I let you go. Um, okay. Who has been your favorite player in a new, that's now in a new place? Hmm. Favorite player in a new place. Uh, wow. Uh. Let me think. Well, I mean, there's a few. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, just off the top of my head, Christian yeah. Wood. Yeah, he looked good. I think, um, <laughs> and again, 
bring the local ties here. Troy Weaver, I think we all mm-hmm. are rooting for Troy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lack, a uh, significant lack of African-American front office minds in the NBA, a league that is overwhelmingly African-American. So when when a brother gets the opportunity, you know, you, you want him to succeed. And then you look at, you know, he's from the area and he's putting in so much work to get to this point. So, you know, that's a story that we all root for. But Slim, like you can't, you can't let Christian Wood just walk away for <laughs> nothing. Yeah. He goes to Houston, signs a contract that's completely undervalued, yeah. and he cooking by him. He Joe, cooking. Like, there's he no cooking. John. There's no. I mean, James just played one game thus far. There's no Boogie. There's no Eric Gordon. Like this is this, this is like a mass unit right now. He frying by him. He so frying, like, man. He frying. Yo, Christian Wood. So far, so good. Like so far, where we at now? Bomb. Like you holding it down. But I think that's an easy one. Uh, let me think a little bit. Mm-hmm. I really like what Chris Paul has done. Of course, only yeah. because Chris Paul knows at this point in his career he's not going to make any more All NBAs. Yeah, he's not going to you know be in the MVP conversation anymore. Mm-hmm. But when you see kind of how it, it feels, and again, small sample size, I understand. Yeah, but it feels like the Suns team has matured yeah. or in, in this short off season, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether it's Bridges, obviously, we already knew what Booker was going to do. Yeah, I'm talking about what Macau Bridges, and you look at some of the other young players, and you're just like, wow, like this is, it feels like they are taking kind of the, the personality yeah. of the not best player anymore, but mm. definitely the leader. It feels like Chris Paul has definitely taken a hold of that Suns team. And I'll give you this as a bonus. Okay. Uh, the player who I feel on a new team who has disappointed okay. the most, again, small sample size. I really thought Robert Covington was going to be really, really good for the Blazers. And I know they had a, a big win last yeah. night over the Lakers, your Lakers. Play, play, play so sloppy. <laughs> we play so, we play, we play uh, so sloppy, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I really thought that just his versatility, his athleticism, uh, you know, obviously we are, when you talk about Portland, you know about Dane, yeah. you know about CJ. <laughs> But I really thought that he was going to unlock a lot of kind of create defensively and mm-hmm. offensively. And just thus far, shot hasn't been falling. He's been in foul trouble. And it doesn't feel like it's clicking. But, again, we need to make sure we have the caveat. These guys didn't really have an offseason. They didn't have a training camp, a real training camp. They didn't have, you know, OT. Like this is This is something that they're kind of learning on the fly. So I definitely still feel that Covington will provide a boost for that Blazers team. But thus far, he's been the most disappointing, while Christian Wood and Chris Paul have been, uh, in my opinion, thus far, the best offseason additions. Yeah, and I will say another a guy that that's in a new place but really isn't um, is Fat James Harden because that dude gets buckets, dog. Uh, he, well, I'm you know sorry. what that is. I'm so you know sorry. what that is. He's trying to get out, so he's Duh. like, no, let me put my best foot forward. And, and like cook these bamas so I can get my ass about I'm gonna tell time. you now, like, cause and and what I like about and it's funny because you know everybody criticizes James and I was criticizing James Harden. I, I I I don't like folks who are not professional and that bothers me. Yeah, for um, sure, for sure. But I have to like sometimes, bro. Like he he messes up a whole argument though. Um, <laughs> he does because <laughs> because like like he did two things differently. Like we all know it, like he played with the basketball a lot, but he was going, he was making decisive moves with like, he wasn't dribbling. He wasn't dribbling. I watched the Portland game and he wasn't, he still does his, like his herky jerky, you know, trying to get you for the, for the step back three, but he was going faster and he was going faster to the bucket, getting woods up woods on the oops, um, on the, you know, the pick and dives. And, 
It was impressive, right. man. And then the step back three, I was like, yo, you're too fat to be doing it. Like, not to say you're fat, but <laughs> as an athlete, like, bro, as an athlete, dude, for you, the, the shape that you're in right now, for you to get that shot off like that, I was like, you are like all some Matrix stuff for real. Like, I don't even understand how you can be it's this efficient, the dog. And it, oh, man. It's funny because <laughs> the stories that came out of Houston were so big, evil, so yeah, so they were so many, yes. and they were so just obnoxious uh, and like you said, missing flights and canceling practices, throwing a basketball but, at a, a rookie, oh yeah, man. throwing a ball at your teammate. <laughs> so the stories were just so large and absurd that it's it almost usurped the fact that James Harden is one of the best players ever. You know what I, I mean? know, you know, I know. You know what I mean? <laughs> Oh, man, I ain't trying to deal with that then light work, 40 points. You know what I'm saying? Yo. Like, yo, okay. This is the guy we talk about. Yo, Armand, I was literally watching that game. was like, dude, you got all your ple- all your teammates are like on quarantine. Right, a quarter of his team is not even And playing. like you basically carrying a squad against CJ and Dane. But like you're willing this team to almost a victory. And I'm like, I can't, I don't even know what to say. Like I was waiting to hate on you. I don't even know what to say. I'm literally yeah, like typing on Twitter, like I don't know, my, dude, like our my, my mouth was open. I was like from the pause, but that thing was, I was like, yo, <laughs> I can't believe what I'm watching right yeah. now. <laughs> I don't know what Brooklyn is thinking, but if Houston said they want Kyrie, I would seriously think about that. I would seriously think about that. Like I do that in a second. For what I saw, I, I just run it by KD. Like yo, KD, hey, uh, come on now. You know Kyrie ain't James Harden. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's your man. That's come your on, man. You trying to win this chip? You trying to win this chip? Like you know, and you know James gonna pass that rock even more. Like oh, for, for KD, yeah, he yeah. passed all the time for KD. Yeah, I know. Hey, but before I let you go, man. Uh, let our listeners know, you know, what you got going on on the pod, what's what's new on the pod, and also how they can catch yeah, you on man. social media. Absolutely, man. Well, I appreciate you, man. Make sure everybody you head on over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Overcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, whatever your favorite DSP is, and check out the Quarterly Report podcast. This week we're talking about expansion. There was a lot of talk about the NBA adding teams, so I gave you whether it's a good idea or not, and the two cities I think the NBA should be looking at. Plus, like you said, we've kind of touched on it a bit during this conversation. You know, every year there's so many quick overreactions to the first week of the NBA season. So I try to calm Bama's down, calm everybody down. It's like, yo, these are some things that maybe you have a reason to be alarmed about, but try to get to the reason as to why we are so quick to make these uh, snap judgments every year with four games into the NBA season. So again, check me out mm-hmm. the quarterly report podcast. I'm on Twitter at quarterly show Q U A R T E R L E E show the podcast quarterly report podcast. Again, wherever you, your favorite DSPs. Hey, oh, my man, you know, I appreciate y'all. We got to get you back on with Ray, when Ray and will get back on. We can talk about, I was going to say, man, I'm looking for wheels. Yeah. I, I, I want, I want to run it back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now nah, we're going to be back on. We don't get next week. We come They all, they all should be back. For the new year, man. So hopefully we get you okay. on. We can talk basketball for real. If you want to talk for basketball sure. about whatever, bro. You know you you know for you sure. on whatever. <laughs> and you know the big fight this Saturday night. So you know we got a lot of talk. Oh, we got a lot of talk, bro. You already know. Yes, sir. <laughs> all right, all my man. You stay blessed and safe, man, and stay safe. Hey, you too, Wale. Appreciate, right. appreciate right. you. Appreciate you, man. All right, man. Make sure you follow Armand on Twitter at Armand underscore Lee, and you can you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Quarters. Wait, wait, quarterly show. That is quarterly, L E E, show. 
All right, man. Appreciate you all for my boy. Actually, truth be told, we're going overtime. You know, I was say, I said we were going to have Lake on in the beginning of the show. My man Lake will be on after the break to talk about Dwayne Haskins and some more Washington football talk. Anyway, you're listening to the Urban Sports Thing for Itches. You dig? Doses. been listening to the urban sports set you are listening to the urban sports set. we're going overtime man overtime because now i got my homie lake on all right so now i'm boosted but right now i have former usa today senior washington football team reporter and current sports journey journey washington football team reporter lake lewis jr on the line so happy he was able to make it what's good lake What's going on, my friend? I appreciate you having me on again. Oh, man, you know it, man. You fam, bruh. You fam. <laughs> <laughs> you know this. All right. Yeah, of course. <laughs> All right, man. Plus, I had to have you on, man. Like, you know, I had to have you on because this is about 
Dwayne. This is DH, man. Um, so yeah. the team I mentioned, I talked about this earlier. The team they waived Dwayne Haskins, um, yesterday, and um, yeah. Were you surprised when you heard the news? No, I wasn't, and, and and ironically, I thought it should have happened the week before. Mm, okay, you know, I thought I thought after the whole you know, strip, stripper thing, you know, it, it, it was just, it was, it was time. Not even if not for, you know, being released, mm-hmm. being suspended for the remainder of the season. Mm-hmm. There's just two games left at that point. Yeah. So that's what I had thought, but then they didn't do it. Um, I understand, you know, people saying they couldn't do it because of the injuries to Alex Smith and, you know, they didn't want to play Montez. They had just signed, mm-hmm. you know, but I looked at it like if you're trying to change the culture and you're trying to show that you, you know, as a coach around Rivera, that, you know, you're, you mean business and you want guys focused at all times. Um, that was the time to release them or, or to suspend them. Mm-hmm. You didn't do it. Then you let him play, which is kind of giving him another chance to right the ship. Yeah. And then he has his worst game as yeah, a pro, yeah. in my opinion. It was. It was. Well, it it was it was the writing was on the wall after the other day. You could tell that the players, that the coaches, more importantly, you could tell the fan base had had enough of it. <laughs> yeah, they've been had enough of it. He's he's poor he's polarizing. He's a very polarizing individual. Um but to the to that game, it's funny, like I won't go back I won't go back and talk about the stripper situation. The the, the, mm-hmm. the issue I had with the whole stripper is, is one, I'm like, dude, you, you made strippers look bad, bro. Like you put a, a negative connotation on my on strippers, dog. Like what? Like why? Why, Dwayne? You make now you making a busy. You make a business hard for strippers. That's one. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then secondly, it's like <laughs> without getting all into it. But secondly, it's like yo, man. Like you, you, you had you came out, and I mentioned this last week. You came out praying, crying, whatever. And um, and I felt for you too, bro. I felt I felt for him. Um, but then after that game, you lost. And you 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 doing that? You know what I'm saying? You're not showing them. So it looked it looked it looked fake. It looked fake. It just, like real talk. It looked it fake. Did. It looked fake. It so, looked fake. So, and, and that and that was something that I kept telling, you know, some friends of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, listen, he was praying during the game, mm-hmm. and you and you you remember what I said about that? Yeah, I didn't like yeah, that. I remember. I, I did. Mm-hmm. And then you follow it up the same night. That's what I'm saying, man. Like that's. What I mean, I understand. Me. Yeah, I mean, I get that, and I, I and I understand that wasn't the same game. It was the week later he did he did that, but you lost, mm-hmm. and you're in a playoff race, and then on top of that, you're in a, a a setting that wasn't COVID, you know, safe. Yeah, you got a coach that's dealing with cancer. Yeah, you got you know a, a quarterback in your room who's you know dealing with his leg now. Yeah. You know. So it's like, you know, you just think to yourself, you can subjugate your teammates to this and your coach to this. And that just, that was the ultimate sign of selfishness. Yeah, it was. Um, whether he was thinking in his mind, I'm going to be selfish and do what I want to do. I don't think that's what Dwayne thinks. And I'm not him, so I can't come out and say, I know he does this and does that. But I think there's some people out there that are just so drawn to themselves. Yeah. They don't realize anything outside of themselves. Yeah. I mean, he he's a, and I, no go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I, I just no, no, I'm just gonna say, I just think that he just does what he wants to do and doesn't understand the ramifications of it until afterwards. And another thing that I think really um, was kind of the nail in the coffin, the final nail in the coffin, mm-hmm. was not speaking to us after the game. 
Okay. You know, and when I got word and that wind came around in the press box that he wasn't speaking to us, I was just like, oh, no, <laughs> that's a bad, bad look right there. Mm-hmm. Because the one thing you don't want to do is you don't want to get the media upset. Yeah. And, and it's not 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 to vilify him, you know, but but there's protocol in this. Yeah, of course. You yeah. know that from yeah. being in there. Quarterbacks, yeah. quarterbacks speak. They speak. Yeah. That's your job as the quarterback, mm-hmm. a franchise caliber player mm-hmm. or what they want you to be. That's what you're supposed to do. You're going to face the music good and bad. Mm-hmm. And I thought it would have gone a long ways for him after the game to speak about his lack of a, of a performance. He did come out and say that it was confusement because he thought, you know, um, Taylor Heineke was supposed to speak and that's mm-hmm. why he didn't speak. That's not true. And mm-hmm. and that's, that's, that sounds like an agent trying to cover tracks, you know, trying to fix a situation. Then they go ahead and have the, you know, the press conference, not a press conference, but have him kind of, I guess at home or whatever. Yeah. That was staged. Yeah. Absolutely staged. So that was, it just like, you could just tell people have had enough of this. You can't trick people. People, I mean, you know, you know how your, your your pops used to say. You know, I was your age at one point. Yeah, real talk. Yeah, <laughs> I used to do I used to do this stuff. So come on, man. We know we know when somebody trying to pull a fast one on us. Yeah, and that was the that. Thing about him, he ain't even slick though. You know what I'm saying? He's not even slick. So it's just right. like not you ain't even clever. You're not even doing clever stuff. So it, it is what it is. <laughs> um, not to be mean, just just gotta keep it a buck. Um, nah, nah. I mean, you gotta keep it real. Yeah. And you know, you know, my friend, there's these fans out there mad. And I had some people come at me and say, you know, you black man, you shouldn't be doing this to another black man. And I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. I'm reporting what he did. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I'm all for it. But but at the end of the day, we do have a job. And then on top of that, um, there's 16, 17 starting black quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. Um, I just got off doing something with with Josina, Yo, and Jason Campbell. Mm-hmm. They all in agreement too. You you can't use that narrative right now. No, because this can't. guy's balling out there. No, you can't. So you can't. This is just about immaturity and lack of performance that got this man well, out of here. Well, it's, there's no to me. This, it's not a race thing. This, his situation is not a race thing. Like it's not. Um, I, I have an issue with some <laughs> of the people who, like some people I've seen on social media or some of the reporters that um. Mm-hmm. That to take it out, take it. That take it out of football. That's my problem. You to keep a football, like keep right, a football. Right. Like you keep a football, then right. there's nothing that you can say. You know, you really can't argue anything that Dwayne has done to validate him being a quarterback on this team. You know what I mean? Football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like some people are saying, well, look, James Harden was in the strip club with no mask, and he still got a job. Um, time out. Um, okay, see, James Harden. Yeah, we can't do that. Um, don't James Harden got envy? But <laughs> and, and, and if you want to do, and even if you want to do that, yeah. don't James Harden got MVP Did he at, at his craft? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like this. Okay, we 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 all grown. Let's let's keep it a buck. We all grown. Like <laughs> all right. We know there's different levels to this. Like there's different levels to this. All right. If right. Tom Brady was in a strip club. And, and I'm not talking about skin. If he was in a strip club because with his accomplishments, he in a strip club with no mask. He's OK. All right. He's OK because he's got championships and he's doing the He's doing well. He's doing well mm-hmm. on the football field. Dwayne Haskins mm-hmm. is a erratic quarterback who, who has barely won you football games, who has been a bust. He's at a he's at a strip party. That's it. It is what it is. We know that the after best, you've lost, after you lost, has a chance yeah, to make the playoffs. Yeah. So I don't want don't like folks don't compare him to a successful football player or a successful basketball player. Like that doesn't this work. This is what I'm gonna throw. 
because that's what I'm gonna throw at somebody. Yeah. Michael Jordan was gambling the, yeah. the morning of a championship game, and he still dropped buckets. Still and won dropped that buckets. Time. It still won. It's a different. <laughs> it's a different beast. It's a different. You can't comp- like that's what I was telling somebody. I was and I said this. I said this too. This it's funny that you. I said this when it happened. I was like, yo, yo, you can't do that if that's you because, bruh, you're not. You're not that dude. You know what I mean? Like you can't. You're you not. ain't that player. Yeah, you're not bro. that dude. You're not that dude in status where a dude who's throwing for three hundred, four hundred yards. If, if you Aaron Rodgers, it works. No one's gonna bother you. It is what it is. They'll be like bad decision, Aaron A Rod. But no one's like A Rod. How dare you? You should be gone. It'll be bad decision, A Rod. You should know better. That's about it. It's probably one day of and, the cycle. One day of the new cycle. And I, <laughs> and I think that. And I think there's another element hasn't really been talked about mm-hmm. um and it has nothing to do with race mm-hmm. but it has everything to do with with professionalism and class yeah. and that's the guy that's in the room with Dwayne Haskins or was um because he's no longer on the team as far as Dwayne isn't mm-hmm. but when you're around Alex Smith Yo. and you see what that man's come back from yeah. and you see how he goes about his craft you're telling me that you didn't pick up anything from that? Oh my God! Everybody picks up. Bro, you're not going to get this opportunity. He's not going to ever get that kind of opportunity again. Facts. There's nobody ever in his career. God forbid, you know, yeah. I'm wrong. Yeah. But there's nobody that he will ever have the opportunity to be in a quarterback room with that's overcome what Alex Smith did. I agree. And you know what? And to, and, to your and point, you didn't learn anything from that. Yeah. And to mm-hmm. your and to your point, look at the quarterbacks that Alex Smith has meant was a mentor, but had was starting, and they were backing him oh, up. And they learned. Man. They learned. Yeah, Mah- Mahomes, Kaepernick, <laughs> Kaepernick. They oh, all learned. Man. They learned, and they they took their games to another and level. It failed. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And this exactly. dude. So that's why I say he did not take. <laughs> He did not capitalize on the opportunity. I agree. And and and, and I mm-hmm. said this tonight with with with, with, with Jocene and T.O. Mm-hmm. and Jason. Listen, you, they made him a captain. Yeah. What? I know. But they put that on him so that he would. They thought it would it would make him mature. act the part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mature. And and that wasn't that wasn't in the cards. And this isn't to this isn't to to. To bang and slam on Dwayne, no, man, this isn't because because it's sad, man. Yeah. Because and and, this, and you're the perfect person to say this to. You used to be with me yeah. in that locker room last year, and and you saw the conversation. Yeah, I did. I saw you it. saw me talking mm-hmm. to him. So everybody said, "Did you really talk to him?" No, he talked. You to were him. with me. Yeah, I would, yeah he would talk, yeah, definitely talked to him. Yeah, real. Yeah, grown, and, you, and you would see him. Seek, you would see him seek, and you would see him seek me out. Yes. Yes. He, he was stepping through other people to come talk to me. Facts. And it was just, I was just trying to be real with him. Listen, man, mm-hmm. you are being watched. Yes. Take this opportunity so that when your time comes, you can just, just push all this in everybody's face. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, man. And, and again, I'm not trying to take credit for that, that those conversations. That's just what, what you and I, very few black media. Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we try yeah. to let these guys know, stay the hell out of trouble. Yeah. Do this, do that. But the fact mm-hmm. of the matter is, man, he's done so many things that are just bad optics. You yeah. know, selfie, 
the uh the the first COVID issue. You know, he this wasn't his first go around with that. Mm-hmm. You know, when he had the person in the hotel. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. It's just it's little things like that where it's like, okay, enough's enough, man. Like what? When are you going to get it? Mm-hmm. And then to wrap it up and you didn't speak to us the other night after you stumped the join up? That ain't cool. Yeah, it's just too, it's, it's too it's just too immature. And you, and it's funny cuz you hear you hear that term being used by, you know, a lot of a lot of experts or scouts or whatnot when they're dissecting a young a young player and you're like, "You know what? They're young, so you expect them to be immature." Right. Um, but there's different levels to this, man. Like, this is a different set of immaturity. I don't think I've ever seen a quarterback this immature. And I knew, like, to me, it's funny because, you know, I've always, like, I, I'm a, I'm, you know, I'm a Michigan fan. I've, I've always kind of took up for Dwayne for, for a, a mm-hmm. lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but, mm-hmm. like, during this, like, process, you know, I had to, like, he was rubbing me the wrong way. Um, even when um the, when the game where he uh well not this week but last week against the um the the Seahawks the second half when he started playing better. I hated the term like I played mad. That's why I played better. And I oh, sat and I thought that, and I sat that, and I thought that rubbed, to me, that rubbed me the wrong yeah, way too. Okay, I was like, you played mad. That's what you're gonna say. Like that's where you're so gonna that tell makes me. You, so that made so that made you play better. Better. And don't think <laughs> at, a, at an all star level either. You yeah. Just, you but, just didn't look as bad man, as you did the yeah, first half. Exactly. But and, I, and and you come out and you say that and 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 and, and, to, and to my friends defense my colleague our colleague john time mm-hmm. he asked him what do you mean by you yeah. played bad because john was the one that asked yeah. him the question mm-hmm. and he just said like i said i played mad stop stop you like see you... that kind of stuff right there <laughs> that gets you take that gets you put out the league oh guess what he's plays out the league, out the league. <laughs> i mean that's that's what i'm saying man and and, and and again yeah it hurts me as a black man to see any any and and I don't and I don't want to say it like that where I say like you know I got preferential treatment to black people because I'm black but yeah. I mean I'm black you yeah. know what I'm saying yeah. you want to see us do well yeah have our take advantage of our opportunities because it because it could help the next person of alive course. but 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 Dwayne I don't I I think Dwayne I, I think Dwayne from at least from what I saw, mm-hmm. it seemed like he 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 loved the perks that came with being a quarterback exactly. as opposed to the the work that was needed to be a quarterback. Yeah. That's probably the safest way I can say that. And again, it's not to not to put the kid down. He's a nice kid. Yeah. I mean, he he he's, he was never disrespectful. None of that. Yeah. He's always you know willing to talk. Um, but but you know I, I heard some things when we talked where it would make me made me realize at times like he's very 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 confident and that's probably the the, the safest way to say it you know he's borderline arrogant let's yeah, just put it I that mean, it's way it's cool like my thing my thing about it is, like, I don't like arrogant folks that's I mean, that's natural for me but there is a difference mm-hmm. I'm cool with you being arrogant but unless you if you can back it up you know what I mean like I'm yeah. cool with it I can understand it if you can back it up I don't like like I don't like fake swag because we we seen this. Like I didn't like, like this and, is my and, thing. And you and me have been saying that about him from yeah. day one. Let's so just call it call like what it, it is. is. Right? We've been saying that we from here, man. Yeah, we from you know, here, and bro. I tell, <laughs> and I and I kind of and I and I and I said something in my podcast last week that you know I had a couple people say, man, you called him, you called him the B word, and I said, no, I didn't. I wasn't saying he was. I'm saying that's how he was acting. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. but when you from these parts, like you and I are, yeah. We didn't seen it all, man. Yeah. And, and and I know 
swag when I see it. Bruh, see because it. guess what? It's not advertised. It's not. It's just. It's. It just is. It just is man. <laughs> you know. It, it, yeah. Right. I don't get. And when you get the tats and the cornrow and the earrings and the and and the and the and the, and the uniform look crisp and clean, clean. I I get all that. That's cool. But then you going out and you not performing. Um. Nah. That nah, that's not that's you, not the look you want. But that's you, not the look you but want. But it, it goes to what you said before though, like, and it's even it's even more than that. So you can you all right, I'm gonna use Chase Young. Chase Young fly, he fly, he's like he dripping. Like he dripping that's with real around. swag. But that's, that's real, real swag. swag. When you come though. on that field though, it's confidence. You see it though. Like you see it. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm, ain't like if he mm-hmm. mess up, he ain't his head ain't down. He like, I'm gonna get the next one though. Like that's real confidence. Like cause he believes it's that real swag. He, it's real swag. He know he that dude. So when Dwayne throw a pick. It's, it's this woe is me mentality. That's not swag, bro. Like, so when you come on a, off the field and you like you try you dripped out and you having this arrogance, that's bull crap. Like real talk, that's bull because it because on the field I see you because you can't hide on the field. On the field I can see you. Like I see you for real, and I can see that. Well, when see, you I throw, think, go ahead. Mm-hmm. And then I was just gonna say, I, I think the other thing too is that you know. Dwayne, the one thing that he's going to have to do, he's going to have to reinvent himself to be self-made, mm. not 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 a prodigy, mm. not given. Yes. And, and I think that that's a big deal right now for him. I think he's been handed some things. And um, you go play at Ohio State and you have some success in your first year. But let's face it, man. It, Ohio State's Ohio State. <laughs> you, know, you and I, you and not gonna go. You and not gonna put up. At least I can get at least twenty touchdowns. So. At least twenty right man. now, my age. At least. Just because I'm saying they're so talented yes. everywhere. <laughs> you know, they just have dumb talent they all do, over the man. place. They do. I hate to say it, they do though. <laughs> yeah. So 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 he went right into that situation. Um, you know, and, and but I remember somebody telling me about the whole Maryland fiasco as far as, you know, the comeback announcing he's going at Ohio State at on Maryland's campus or something like that during, during said, when they had this I, I think somebody had mentioned something to me about yeah. um about him and I think Diggs' younger brother. Okay. They had a I think they had verbally committed to they Maryland. They did, no, no, no. Oh, you're talking about the commit yeah, so they did. They they both and, all three of them is Diggs Young who went to who now plays for the Cowboys. Um, uh-huh. it, uh, it, it was Haskins and some other player. They all were supposed to go to Maryland. That they were supposed to but, go to but, Maryland. But but they went. But they announced on Maryland's campus oh. at like a at a party or something that they were going to go to the other school. Wow. Yeah, that's what I was told. Oh, that's and terrible. If that's true. Oh. If that's true, that's already right there. Like, come on, man. You you can't be doing stuff like that. That is trash. Because all three of them... Because I'm going to tell you straight up, if if, if that is true, and I was a player at Maryland standing in that room... We was banging that banging. night. Oh man, <laughs> you, they, you know I wouldn't. I would not have allowed oh, that to happen. They would never. That would not fly right with me. Oh man, if he did that, I, got, I want to look into that. But I'm telling you, I'm pretty sure that's what I had heard. And, and see, that's not cool, it's man. Not. I mean, again, it's not again. I'm not saying Dwayne's not a good kid because you and I used to walk away from him saying he's all right. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah we, we had nice conversations and stuff, mm-hmm. but. I just I remember one comment one night he said um it was after the Detroit game, I mm-hmm. think he, he played well. Mm-hmm. 
And I said, congrats, man. You know, and he said, no, nah, it ain't nothing. And I said, no, 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 that's a good look for you. You know, you, you played well. He said, man, that's what I do. I know. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. You remember that? Yeah, I remember that, Joy. I, I know you talk about <laughs> and, and I was kind of like, uh, I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. And I just was like, uh, I forgot like, about okay. that. He did say that. <laughs> yeah, man. This, yeah, that that that, that, that kind of caught me off guard. But I mean, that was his confidence. And okay, I'm thinking he's just young, he's brash, he's confident. Okay. Yeah. Uh-oh. But but what do you do? And that's the question he's going to mm-hmm. have to ask himself. Because right now he doesn't do anything well no, anything at he all. He doesn't. He does do anything. And, he, and he's going to have to reinvent himself. He's going to have to. This is the humbling that he needed. And again, this could be the this could be one of the best redemption stories in football. It could be a nice story that he got got himself right, got himself mentally prepared, mm-hmm. and another team will give him an opportunity. He just has to capitalize on it when it happens, because. And I've said this, race didn't get him released. Make no mistake about it. Did it. Not, it did not. But 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 race could keep you could be the reason why you don't get back. Yeah. <laughs> that's the truth. No, 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 I agree. I agree. I yeah. think that's race the- could be the reason why you don't get back if you don't show you're humble. Because mm-hmm. um, now you got a double mark on you. So um, we saw this happen with Robert. Mm-hmm. You know, the same exact thing. There were teams that just didn't want to deal with him. Mm-hmm. So Cleveland gave him an opportunity, you know, regardless of what's happened since, you know, even with the Ravens, he played against Pittsburgh recently and they did not look good at all. Yeah. Um, but the whole point was is that people got, got when this guy was, you know, maybe, you know, feeling himself a little bit mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, we already know that there's some, some the old, old guard out there that may not want to work with you just because I, I kind of, I, and I know I've been I've been saying this on social media quite a bit. I'm not really accepting that narrative as much now because look at how many black quarterbacks are across the NFL and playing great. And even 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 the white quarterbacks that are in the league now, you know, 15, 20 years ago, you would look at them today and say their games are patterned after black quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, because they're showing mobility mm-hmm. and things like that, but that's not fair to them. That's like saying that only black black quarterbacks yeah. are mobile. True. No, <laughs> I that's mean, true. We, that's true. We got, so so we have to stop that narrative mm-hmm. because if that's the case, then it's going to be that black quarterbacks can't stand in the pocket. Exactly. You know, we, exactly. we we have to start labeling people. You know, and uh, you know, at the ultimate end of the day, it would be nice to say, you know. We don't even have to mention the fifteen, sixteen black quarterbacks. Yeah, you know, it's just, just their quarterbacks. quarterbacks. Just quarterbacks. Um, but but in but you know, in today's climate, it's just it is what it is. But but again, I don't think race got him out of here. I think it was just a lack of maturity and 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 terrible performance and habits. You know, and mm. I I think um, you look at who was his coach, minority coach, yeah. um, whose career success came with Cam Newton, mm-hmm. black quarterback. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think race had anything to do with this. They were just fed up with the antics. Oh no, definitely. I think that the I don't. There's no race card in this. I I, I do think that it's going to be interesting, interesting to see if he gets another job because, like you said earlier, race has nothing to do with this situation. But there's oh, there is this stigma when it comes to when a black quarterback loses their job if they're going to get oh, another absolutely. opportunity to be a starting quarterback again. It's like you have to seize the day when you. When you when you get that initial opportunity and you just gotta kind of just run with it till you were pretty much done <laughs> as a starter. See somebody, 
And somebody was mentioning to me earlier, oh, Jameis, you know, they're doing it to him now. Why is he the third string quarterback in, in New Orleans? And I'm like, who's he starting over in New Orleans? Mm-hmm. He ain't starting over Taysom Hill. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's he's not starting over Drew Brees. We know that. Yeah, and yeah, the Hill to, to my knowledge, yeah. and to my knowledge, Jameis threw thirty interceptions yeah, last year. It is like I thought Jameis, and Jameis was, but he was also in some trouble off the field too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, so what I'm saying is, come on, man, let's keep this real. You and I both know sometimes we don't get second opportunities. Yeah, sometimes we won't even get a first chance. Yeah. So why are you gonna put yourself in situations where that's you're, my you're, problem? You're, you're, you're hurting any chance you that, would have. That's what pro- That's what bothers me about his situation is because when you use like he should already because he said it like when a question was asked and you I mean, you were, I'm sure you were around it was asked like is this your last chance and he said yes it's like you should already know what that means your last this is your this is your last arguably your last chance to be a starting quarterback like period bro like. You're not. It's it, it is what it is. Like you gotta literally have a vicious redemption story, you know. And 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 I don't want to like kind of like crap on his situation because I I do want to give everybody hope. But we, if we're gonna do a percentage, right? And you do a study mm-hmm. or whatnot, and just look at for what it is. Look at look at the track record of folks. Like and it's not like you had success like Mike Vick. You weren't. You're not a Mike Vick talent. You're Dwayne Haskins. Like there's a chance there's a chance that you will not be a starting quarterback and get an opportunity to be a starting quarterback in this league. Unless, oh, I agree. I I don't I yeah. don't see it right yeah. now because now you have to be rehabilitated exactly. literally, literally. And I don't know if there's coaches that have. I mean, let's let's be honest. His best chance for that to happen is is to is to go to a stable team. Yeah. You know, go go like 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 people keep talking about naturally Pittsburgh and things like that. Well, hell, I could see Kansas City. Yeah, I really could. I, I could see him going there and backing up, backing up Patrick Mahomes, or or just maybe being a third stringer, but just seeing how that professional handles things. But but the the problem is you had that here. Now yeah, Alex isn't that. a gunslinger or anything like that, but but just the way he goes about his craft, yeah. you know, you, you, that's a that's a professional. Um, but maybe he goes somewhere else and it just it clicks, you know, but. I don't want to keep using this term immature because he's young, because he's 23, because Kyler Murray's the same age. Yeah, and he's, yeah. He, he's an MVP caliber guy, yeah. you know. So, so, so let's stop that, you know. Which, and he's a black quarterback too. Yeah. So stop that, Lamar Jackson. So yeah, right. already won. Oh, I love MVP. Lamar's temperament. His temperament is different. It's a different temperament. Uh, it just it is right. Right. Um, and right. Patrick Mahomes already won an yeah. MVP. So I'm just saying, come on, man. People well, keep. He's no, he's no, he's no Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. Yeah. But the thing is, nobody knew Patrick Mahomes was going to be this what he is. No one knew Lamar. They were, remember, you remember the whole Lamar thing. He, oh man, he's most, a, he's a, wide a lot of pundits say he couldn't even play. He's right, exactly. Receiver. So he comes in, becomes an MVP. That's called that's called self preparation yeah. and self work, hard work. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's clearly what this kid has been lacking. And good coaching clearly. too. And good coaching because they are they were coached up very well too. Those well, I mean, I don't think Scott Turner and I don't think Scott Turner should be, you know, exonerated <laughs> and all that stuff either. I mean, let's just call it like it is because there's some things that he could have done better. I don't know for the life of me why when they took Dwayne out the other day, 
they went to up tempo when Heineke came in. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, should do that with Dwayne. Why weren't you doing that with Dwayne? Because that's his game. That's where he comes from in college. But you, but you got them in, under center. You got him coming out the huddle and calling the plays. I'm like, man, if you don't get this kid to stop thinking, speed the game up so yeah. he can't think. Everything's reactionary. Yeah. So yeah, that's just me though. <laughs> no, oh, you know how I feel about Scott Turner. I've been like, I haven't been lukewarm. I, I just, I have a lot to say about Scott Turner. But I want to get to that game though. So a little bit about the game before I, before I let you go, and the, and actually the Eagles game, but. Mm-hmm. That game, Scott Turner, you mentioned Scott Turner, and I do want to, I, I will harp on that. The the Panthers were, I believe they were 27th ranked against stopping the run, and stopping the run. And in that first couple, the first couple drives, you know, you were, they were rolling running the football. Why not, and they didn't fall behind, but so much. Why not continue to run the football? It seems like they put it on Dwayne's shoulders early, where they could have just put it on, on the shoulders of, and Antonio Gibson, who averaged about six point one yards a carry, or and and Barber and McKissick, just why not lean on that running game? Man, I was shocked. I, I, I flat out can tell you, I I was totally shocked because yeah, he came out and you know everyone was trying to see if if the toe was really good. Mm-hmm. He was running hard, yeah, and they were just it looked early like the first possession the second possession it looked like man they, they can they can dominate them up front yeah run the football mm-hmm. and, and and let's just make this a game where it doesn't even have to be about the quarterback exactly and sure enough they wanted to start slinging it with Dwayne <laughs> and I'm like what are you doing um just 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 things that don't make sense and you know that's the one thing that maybe you can say in Dwayne in Dwayne's defense is that he had a coordinator this year, a first year coordinator who was trying to, who's trying to figure it out himself. Mm-hmm. So, so, but, but, but again, if this was just about football performance, I think Dwayne still would be on the team. I really do. I, I think he would just be demoted. Mm. Um, but, but, but the off the field things and the lack of preparation and it shows right in your face yeah. That's what ultimately got him out of there. But 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 Scott Turner for me should be on alert as well. I truly believe that. I think so too. So 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 like to your point though. So to your point about Taylor uh, Heineke, he comes in the game. They go mm-hmm. up tempo, and he looks good. He actually looks good. Uh, made some mm-hmm. some good throws. Um, was mobile. Uh, you know, made it seems like in terms uh, he was decisive in his in his in his in his in his playmaking ability, and also had good touch. Um, your thoughts on Heineke? Potentially being a starter against the Eagles if that has to, if, if that has to happen. Well, I mean, it will happen if if Alex can play. I think the I think the kid showed enough last week to put him in that position, and he was more fluid with the football. He was more decisive with mm. his his reads, his dropbacks. You know, um, made some really nice throws. Took the ball down the field, something that Haskins just obviously wasn't even attempting to do. So. You know, I, I think that's a good thing, but we also have to be, you know, realistic here too and realize that he came in the game cold. They mm-hmm. didn't have any film on this guy. They didn't have any preparation mm-hmm. for him. The Eagles will know every tendency that he that he <laughs> displayed in that brief outing. Yeah. Um but I, I think I think as long as he doesn't turn the football over if he is indeed gonna be the starter. As long as he doesn't turn the football over and they decide that they do want to make a concerted effort and run and turn this into a Dallas game all over again, 
Um, I think they can win the football game. I mean, they, they, they've got to win it if they want to make the playoffs. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's a win or you, it's a win or you, win or go home type of game. Um, so well, there is, there is one scenario. I, 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 there is the one tie? scenario. You talking about the tie? Man, the <laughs> Dallas and New York tie. Oh my God. Oh, that would be hilarious. <laughs> that would, that would be, that would be great for this, for the, for, for, for the, for, for the fan base. I don't know about Man, the team, but for the fan base. That would be hilarious. It would pa- be pathetic, but it would be, be pathetic <laughs> for the, if you were the team, but I guess for the fan base, they would still be excited every which way. Um, so right. I guess what you, so if Alex plays, right, you feel like it's a guaranteed victory, right? I don't think this is going to be a guaranteed it's victory. Be it's going to be tough. <laughs> I just going to be tough. They're going to have to earn this. This right. this 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 reminds me eerily eerily similar to the 2015 final game in Philadelphia, and I was at that game as well. Okay. And um, they won it to be nine and seven, and they won the division mm-hmm. off that, and won you know got in the playoffs. And I I remember that that feel of that. I remember seeing them guys in the locker room afterwards celebrating. That was that was pretty cool. Um. And this kind of reminds me of that setting. You know, I, I, I think they will win the game, mm-hmm. but, but they're going to have to scrap and cloth and, and, and fight for this because I don't think the Eagles are going to roll over. I think the Eagles want them to be home with them. So <laughs> I know that's I, what you got. I believe because D Jax is playing. D Jax will probably play and he looked good last mm-hmm. week. Um, still explosive. God, I love D Jax. Um, <laughs> and and then you got Jalen Hurt, and again Jalen Hurt. And the, the issue I have, you know, coming to this game is I believe I believe this team has not beat have has not beaten a legitimate mobile quarterback all year. Um, defensively speaking, I mean these mobile quarterbacks have put up or had certain plays that have impacted games. You know, in, I mean for their loss in these losses. So how is it? You know, how do you see this team stacking up against Jalen Hurts? Because he's a mobile quarterback. He's dynamic. He's making plays for this team. Uh, he scare he scares me. He scares me as an individual. Watch if I'm a Washington football player, he would scare me. Yeah, I mean they definitely had their struggles against mobile quarterbacks. Um, fortunately for them, they've had their struggles against mobile quarterbacks, which means that they've they've faced some yeah. this year. So he won't be catching them off guard. I mean, you you had Kyler Murray, you had Lamar Jackson. Um, even last week, Teddy Bridgewater was moving around a little Russ, bit. Yeah, Russ, um, Russ too. You, you know, you know, uh, Russell Wilson, Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, the list goes on. They they've had some guys get around on them. Um, so so they should be well well prepared for a guy like Jalen Hurst. Uh, I, and I and I I just think that again, this is the type of game where you can't let the Eagles be around come third quarter, yes. fourth quarter, mm-hmm. you you kind of want to put them out of their misery early in this game. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to jump on them 14, 14, nothing, 14, three, if you can in the first half. And you're going to see a team that's just basically thinking about, you know, fishing, <laughs> thinking about, <laughs> you know, thinking about being on, being on the beach somewhere with a mask on, of course, but still, <laughs> you know, they, they, yeah, I like that yeah, one. Yeah, mask they, on. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. I mean, they're still thinking about their vacation with me, small, but but they they will lay down at that point. Mm-hmm. But if you take them, if they take you into that fourth quarter, well into it, oh yeah, they're trying to make you now go on vacation, mm-hmm. and and that's not that's what that's not what Washington needs. So they kind of have to jump on them early and just 
take the game to them and 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 not hold anything back. It's the last game, you know. Um, this isn't the game to just deke and dunk. You got to take some shots down the field. Hopefully, McLaurin's out there, which I think he will be. That's, that was what I was going to ask you that. How important is it for yeah, him to be there, man? Um, I think they rested. I think they rested both them guys just okay. for this. Okay. I, I truly believe. I truly believe that they were they were trying to catch lightning in a bottle last week to see mm-hmm. if they can steal one. Okay. Um, even even with Dwayne, and they saw no, they can't. Um, they had an opportunity still. They, I mean, they still were right there. Ironically, they fight to yeah. the very end. Um, but if you have adequate quarterback play you win this football game you would have won last week's football game and you probably would have won the seattle game as well true i agree i agree so i'm, I'm gonna mention one wide receiver before i let you go because this, this is this wide receiver needs to be talked about uh this cam sims because you, you you mentioned he could have won the football game had an opportunity to win the football game and i talked about this early you know you know he, he plays hard you want to give him credit because he does play hard um but something something about being 50 50 it's just you know it just seems like he can make a, a, a awesome catch but he can miss it. He can drop the easiest catch, like the, <laughs> like the easiest. And that's catch. and that's always been the story with him. Mm-hmm. And I remember talking with Ike Hilliard, you mm-hmm. know, he's a good friend of mine when he was the receivers coach. And he used to say the guy can do everything. He can mm-hmm. even play in the slot at his size. Mm-hmm. And that's that was one of the issues they used to have with him was Jay Gruden wanted him in the slot. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Callahan didn't. You know, so it was like different things. And you know, but he has the potential. You know, to to be a good, really good football player. It just needs to like tighten up on some things um you know but 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 he dropped two balls last week that needed, that really needed to be caught yes. and um um they would have been tough catches nevertheless but you're an nfl receiver and if you want to be a good one you you pull those in we've seen his position made terry mclaurin make just ridiculous catches all year long yeah. um he's he's had some drops on some but for the most part he's a guy that goes out and fights and gets the ball it just seems like it seems like with cam as you said 50 50 balls thrown up there with a guy on him he'll he'll come down with the catch remember pittsburgh he had that great yeah, one-hand catch exactly That's what he um but but when he's open <laughs> sometimes i guess that ball just look a little smaller when you open I guess I, I feel like he thinking too hard, man. Like the pass that Heineke threw to him, that was an easy. Like that's a, I feel like it's a Pee Wee football catch. Like you catch that one. He floated it. It yeah. wasn't like there wasn't easy. Like Dwayne rolling out the pocket. That's just a big boy quarter. That's a big boy wide receiver catch. Like that's a catch that's for a true number two wide receiver, possessionary wide receiver that he makes that catch. The one that Dwayne yeah. rolled out and threw to him because, I mean, he had some speed on it, but that's. That's a that's an NFL catch. You I mean, catch and, and some people were killing me on social media saying that I said it was a decent throw. I mean, it was a decent throw. It wasn't yeah. the best throw, but it wasn't horrible. It wasn't horrible. So it was an average throw. Yeah, but, yeah. but but you gotta catch. Gotta that. catch it. You can't. You gotta catch that's, it. Yeah. And then on and then on the deep post. Oh I mean, God. you gotta catch. You that. gotta catch that one. You gotta catch it's that. Floated to he laid you. out. He lay, yeah. Yep. If you float, it he was laid it. out. Mm-hmm. Like, gotta catch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, he floated it to you. It's not even. Uh, 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 it didn't have any Aaron Rodgers velocity. He floated it to you, dude. You could have cradled. You could have caught that with your chest laying out. Like that's how easy a catch it was. Like it yeah. wasn't a hard yeah. catch. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, all right. I know I've been like, I, I, I just, I've just come around and say like Cam Sims looking like the two number two wide receiver. But when I see things like oh, that, no. I'm like, bruh, no, he's not. Nah, you're not. Like you're not. Nah, he's not. And that's not the knock again. Yeah. Just, we're just being real. No, they they definitely definitely need to draft a, a, a number two receiver, a one a one B type receiver. Mm-hmm. You know that could that could really 
you know, take this thing to a whole nother level. Um, and, and they're going to have to draft a quarterback too. Um, um, the only free, only quarterback in the NFL that I would even contemplate trying to bring here, it, it won't work. They don't have enough for him. Oh, and that's Dak, Deshaun Watson. Oh, that's what you want? I'm different. Yeah, that, that ain't going I'm different. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, you want yeah it's not going to happen. <laughs> so, so my thing is you draft a quarterback and develop your guy. This is a young football team, and you just grow with them. You wouldn't get a stopgap, dude? You, you wouldn't get a stopgap quarterback? I think you have one. Um, oh, Alex. So you could be Alex. I, okay. All right. I, I don't know if it's Alex. It might be Kyle. So you like, see, all right. So this is, okay. So now we, I'm going to, I was going to let you go, but you, see, this is what you did to me. See, all right. Well, <laughs> you, you had to do this to me. All right. So I'm, look, look, I know everybody's, be, or like it's illing on Cam. Like this is the only thing I will say about Cam. Cause I'm, I feel like I have to defend Cam. And it's not a black quarterback thing. It's not really, it's just, I like Cam. They, I they like missed Cam. that boat. But I'm going to tell you, though, about Cam. I'm going to tell you about Cam, though. Like, I don't like the negative press he's getting in terms of how he's playing with New England because, dude, you're asking for this dude to be everything for that team that has nothing. Like, Edelman is out. No, they they don't don't have anything. They have nothing. (laughs) And their system system is is a little different for him, too. Exactly. Um, He would have been perfect. He would have been perfect. Listen, you and I have had the conversation. (laughs) The two things that they're missing Mm – they could have had. They could have had him cheap. Cheap. They could have had Adrian Peterson here. Yeah. And they could have had Cam Newton here. And I know we have different conversation going on. If they I'm telling here. you. I am telling We're you. We're talking about them being a top <laughs> seed. Yeah, in the I NFC. agree. I agree. Yeah. So. I, yeah. But yeah. It, it, it's possible mm-hmm. that you could do that next year because let's face it, Alex. And I'm not, you know, speaking of knowledge of it, mm-hmm. but but Alex, it, it appears that this might be it for him. It, you know, it, it just like looks it. like that. Mm-hmm. And then, so with that being said, Dwayne's not here now. Yeah, Kyle Allen is the only guy that has playing experience on the roster. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, Heineke now will because he got in the game the other yeah. day. Mm-hmm. So those could be two guys you bring back. You got Montez, you could bring him back, but but but. I mean, seriously, are any of those guys dogs? None. That's what I'm saying. At least if you bring Cam in, you got a you got a dude that has the confidence, and then Ron Rivera has a system that he's used to, and then you got scary. I wouldn't Terry. be upset with it. And then you got scary. I wouldn't be upset. I thank with you. It. And you got scary Terry. He could be the Steve Smith for Cam. Like I'm like. But you. <laughs> so, but are you saying you go? Are you saying you go get Cam and you still draft a quarterback though? I, I'm getting a quarterback. He's a stop. Like I don't like any of the quarterbacks in this draft. So I would get Cam for one year, and then like the next. 2022. I like the quarterback in 2022. No, I don't. You don't like any. No, no, this, only this one. There's only one. There's only one quarterback I like in this draft. There's only one. There's only one quarterback I like in this draft. There's only one. Who's that? It's it's it's, it's Lawrence, and they're not getting him. <laughs> Listen, man, I, I'm telling don't you. Don't say Zach Taylor. Uh, the kid, the kid Zach Wilson no, from Zach BYU. Wilson. I knew you were gonna say it. Everybody loves and, him. And, and then and then Kyle Trask from Florida's good. You like you like him? Oh, he's good. He's good. I he's would a give dog. him. I would get him over. All right. So this thing. I'm all about. This is my issue with the with Zach Wilson, and I've I've been blasted. I don't care. I'm I'm cool. I want all the smoke. Um, I'm my issue is competition. Like I'm cool. I I see he got ability. I'm not going to take that away from him. But I do like. To, I would like to see you play against high competition. And when you did play against decent competition this season in Coastal Carolina, and I'm that's saying a lot. Um, okay, you well, struggle. Let me throw this at you. Well, let me throw this at you since 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 you went that route. Yeah. Dwayne Haskins. Oh, he was a, he went he played in a Big Twelve. He sucked though. But yeah, but he's Ohio State. No, 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 no. I'm saying 
Mm-hmm. He played at Ohio State, yeah. dropped 50 touchdowns Facts. one year. Yeah. High competition. Yeah. That's the Big Ten. But you know, but what did he do? Nothing. But you know, I'm gonna throw this back. He went to what school? And he had how he had what talent around him? He had nothing but look. I'm starting to le- understand this. One thing I'm starting to understand about like Ohio State. Because at first I was I was wrong about Dwayne. I'll say that first. Like I was wrong about Dwayne. And 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 usually I'm right about all Ohio State quarterbacks. But I was wrong about Dwayne. Like for real. So I I looked at him like because I went I went off of him because what he did to Michigan's defense. Because Michigan defense had a bunch of pros that year. So I was like, okay, this kid could be legit. But you're right, though. I get your point. I'm not knocking your point. I agree okay, with you. So, I'm going to so throw a couple other quarterbacks right, at you. Throw it at Baker Mayfield. Yeah, he's still Patrick good. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. What I'm saying is, do they even play defense in the facts. Big 12? That's facts. That's good. No, that's a good point. But they, yeah, that's a good so, point. So, so, so what I'm saying is, when you say competition, Listen, if you out balling and you balling, I don't care if you balling in Pee Wee, you balling out J V, you balling you balling and see why you balling yeah. wherever. The point is if you're balling, you're balling. You got potential. Yeah. You just gotta be coached up. Yeah. And I think the one thing that I do like about the fact that you know, a Zach Wilson or or, or, or maybe even the kid at North Dakota. I like him. Um, no, I like the kid in North Dakota. Trey Lance. I like him. So, so what I'm saying is, like him. they kind of come in with an extra chip on their show. No, I hear you. No, I hear you. I because hear you. people are wondering how competitive they are. Are they really that good? As yeah. opposed to you coming from a, a top flight program and you already feel like you've arrived just because you came from there. Yeah. No, I, what I do like, no, so the thing about like Evers, like Baker, like those dudes when they play, I guess it depends when you like if they play against an SEC squad, right? Like Kyler Murray when he played against, he went to the bowl and played against a, I think he played against Bama that year. I want to say he played against right. Bama. It's just that he still looked good. <laughs> like I'm cool when you, I'm, I under, like I even like I like something about the Lance kid. Like when you don't lose a football game, I'm already, I'm already fixated on that. Like that gets me like a whole different because like, that means you're dominant. That means you gotta you gotta drive. You gotta will to win. So it's like it's like even like with Carson Wentz was the same way. Now he's digressed this. He's digressed this year, but he was the same way in college. It just my, I, I just want to see this. I want to see more of the Wilson kid. I ain't gonna lie. I want to see more of the Wilson kid because uh. But I'm, I'm not gonna knock if they draft him. Nice. I oh, man, nice. they draft him. It's I, all good, man. It's all good. Hey, man. And I think that they could have a quarterback. I think one of these guys could come in right over and start. You think they gonna start the yes. vet? Oh my god! Well, it, on, it depends on who the vet is. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It, it depends oh. on who it is. and all these other guys. I wouldn't do that. I would draft a quarterback and develop him. Develop him. You got a young yeah. team and you got a defense here. That, that's the truth. That's the thing, though. Yeah, that's the thing. Listen, they can already get Ionitis back, man. That's what Come I'm on, saying. Man. And they got a decision to make with Jonathan Allen. Like, it is so much. I agree with you in this aspect because I feel like the way you draft your, the way you set your team up is the way. If you set your team up defensively, you you want a different. You want a certain type of quarterback, right? Because you don't want mm-hmm. a quarterback who's going, you know, they may be, they may give you yardage, but they may start throwing, you know, throwing picks. That doesn't help a defense set up and built like what Washington has. So it's just going to be interesting to see who they decide to bring in. Because you typically don't have like a gunslinger with a d- dominating defense. It doesn't really work. Kyle Trask. Kyle Trask. See, Murray's who I want. Yeah. But I think as far as the dynamic of the team and what you're saying, I agree with you yeah. as far as, you know, play off your defense. Yeah. 
then you want trash. Mm-hmm. You want a big physical Josh Allen type quarterback. Yeah, for that. exactly. You know what I'm saying? And that's what he is. And he's from somebody that I think he's playing himself into the first round, but he is if anything, yeah. definitely, definitely early second, mm-hmm. right there for you. you what Bama, you what Bama quarterback? First. You don't like Bama quarterback? I like him too, Mac Jones. I like him quite a bit as well. Mm-hmm. He's very similar to Kyle Trask. I just, I just, Kyle Trask got some dog in him, man. Like yeah. he really, he reminds me of Josh Allen. Yeah. <laughs> he really does. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Tell me, I mean, I know who I want if if they fall to him, even as a quarterback. I want the, the I want the Florida tight end. I think he's an animal. I think he's a guaranteed oh, star. I mean, he, he, he's a he, guaranteed he, star. The only, the only reason why I'm not pressing for him, don't get me wrong, <laughs> he's he's special. Is because I just think Logan Thomas has played well enough to get that job. He has played year. well. He, did, he you, has. you need a you do need a second tight end though. You need a backup. <laughs> but but for them, I think that their two most pressing needs is they need a quarterback and they need another wide receiver. Yeah, and a linebacker. They need linebackers. Yeah, no, they do. They do. <laughs> they do. That defense isn't that bad. So I mean, yeah, I, I know mean, you're as saying. far as that linebacker. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe they hope Ruben Foster can can come around. <clears throat> I hope. I hope. Um, I mean, me personally, you know, I like Michael Parsons, you know, because mm. that's what we do. Uh, that we are. Mm-hmm. You already know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, they can get Michael Parsons to be the middle linebacker. Mm-hmm. That'd be phenomenal. Yeah. But they need to. I think they need to make the first three, four rounds of this year's draft about their offense because that's what's been hindering them. Yeah. Well, hopefully, I mean, I was hoping they get a. I was hoping they got AG uh, Antonio Gandy Golden involved, so we could see what he, he can work. do. Yeah, he need he needs some work. <laughs> he does. He needs some work. <laughs> I mean, he does. He needs some work. He needs work. He's 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 not ready yet. And when I say not ready, I mean talking about to be a big big contributor. Yeah. I mean, he's he's got talent. Yeah. But he needs a full off season, you know, yeah. training camp, mini camp, stuff like that. I'm he hoping, does. Hoping he does. Hope he gets that, man. But uh. Lake, man, appreciate you for being on as always, man. Uh, let our listeners know about your podcast and please plug any social media you want to, my man. Yeah, they can check out the podcast. It's uh, After Practice with Lake Lewis on all the uh, major platforms. Um, uh, and then also on social media, you can follow me on Twitter, Lake Lewis, on Instagram and Facebook, Lake Lewis Jr. And then, of course, uh, sportsjourney.com. You can check out all the good work there and great podcasts like this one that I'm on right now with you. Oh, my God. <laughs> look at, look at that plug, there. man. Look at, look at you, man. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> look at you. I, I appreciate the love, my man. <laughs> That's what's up. That's love, what's up. <laughs> my God. My God. Hey, Lake, man, appreciate you being on, man. You stay blessed. <laughs> all right, brother. I'll talk to you later. I'll talk to you later. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right, man. Again, that was Sports Journeys Lake Lewis Jr. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at Lake Lewis. Again, at Lake Lewis. All right, man. Appreciate you all for listening to the Urban Sports. And we went overtime. I didn't. We didn't make. I mean, I didn't make our uh, make my Week 17 NFL picks. Um, I'm sorry about that. Apologize. I really do. But you know, you can find our picks on the Football Garbage Time. Website at www.footballgarbagetime.com. It's week 17. We got our U Urban Sports Scene versus Football Garbage Time Challenge. Will T is in second place. Ray has, is in sixth place. I have dropped all the way to seventh place. You know what happened? I'm going to tell you what happened. 
I tried to get all risky because I, I wanted to catch up. I was in fifth place. I was trying to catch up. I wanted to get to third, second, and made a lot of like wild picks. And I and I had a bad week. It is what it is. So ha, that's why. That's why I dropped. The homie George is in third place, and George like part of the, he's part of the crew. So we good. Good job, you. Good job, George. And uh, my man Hakun Wong, part of football garbage time. He's in first place. Also tweet us. Excuse me, sorry. You can subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. Search, just search the Urban Sports Scene. You can also tweet us at Urban Sports Scene and hit us up on our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. And make sure you check out Sports Journey at SportsJourney.com for all your DMV sports content. Man, again, thank you all for listening to us, to the Urban Sports Scene. We went overtime. Appreciate you. You know we love you. But anyway, you've been listening to the Urban Sports Scene for ages. You dig deuces. A mega leaders out, big homie. Sorry, and I forgot. Let me not do that. Happy New Year. I guess 2021. That's the next time you're going to listen to us. So I'm going to say Happy New Year now. All right. Now, Mega, lead us out, big homie.